4: Hello and welcome to another episode of Do Go On. My name is Dave Warkey and as always I'm here with Matt Stewart
0: and Jess
3: Perkins. Hello David. Hello Matt.
0: Hello Jess and hello Dave. <laughs> hello Jess and Jess's cat.
3: I don't have a cat. Fuck. My cat is dead. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> I always bring it up.
0: I bring I love to bring up people's dead pets. Yeah,
3: you always you're like, hey Jess, how's Archie, your bird that died when you were seventeen?
0: Dave, the pet cemetery, Warnaky. <laughs> I finally got the nickname.
3: <laughs> it makes sense now. I just love to break the ice.
0: Okay, well, yeah. do you want to break the ice on this show by explaining to new listeners how it all works?
4: Well, thank you, new listener, for tuning in to the show where we take it in turns to report on a topic often suggested to us by one of the show's listeners. We oh, away.
3: sometimes it's by many of them. Yes. Because we have heaps.
0: <laughs> if you're wondering. If you're,
3: if you're worried about us. You're like, not the only one. Yeah, we have he- there's heaps of people listening right now. Yeah. Pretty cool, huh?
0: Four, five, six. <laughs> Easily. I don't even know. It could even be double fi- figures. <laughs> could be
4: a million. <laughs> one of them's called Terry. <laughs> Definitely. G'day, Terry. Hey, and Terry. <laughs> we go away. We do a bit of research. Bring it back to the group and Terry. And um, <laughs> we always start with a question to get us onto topic. My yeah. turn to do reports. Jess and Matt, my question for you is... Abebe Bakila, won the gold medal at the 1960 Olympics for what event? High jump.
0: Abebe Bakila. What a fantastic name. It's rhythmic name. gymnastics. Right off, the, right off
4: the bat. Okay, you were f- closer in the first instance. It? So it's track and field. It's athletics, yes. Uh, uh, marathon. <laughs> it is the marathon, correct. <laughs> you <Yes, laughs> fucking piece of shit.
0: I'm like, what would be noteworthy? Oh, this guy jumped. Who cares? This guy ran for wow. ages. Now I'm listening wow. for ages.
4: And he also did a bit of a jump. What? Into my heart. Okay. Uh, this topic was suggested by uh, just one person, uh, Shake Terry. Obviously Terry. Every topic is always suggested by Terry, but he, he actually asked us to stop shouting him out. <laughs> Sorry, He's <laughs> Terry. He's like, please, please, feel weird leave me alone. <laughs> I'm Trying to go about my life. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to drive my, my bus and you keep saying my name and I go, oh, is someone talking to me? <laughs> oh, no. It's just the podcast I love. Uh, So a big shout out to Shake Shrikantia From Denver, Colorado And when you Tell us what why we should do the topic. Yeah. We can tell us why we did the topic. And there's a link on our website if you want to suggest a topic. Anyone can do that. And under the bit where you, you say, why should we do this topic, Sheik has written, because Dave really wants to do it and his reports are great when he's passionate about the topic. And he's right. I've put this up for the vote about four times. Oh, really? Ah. But it's a personal choice at the moment. The Patreon supporters are voting for Jess and Matt's
0: topics at the moment. Oh, so this is one that no one wanted.
4: <laughs> but I did. And, <laughs>
0: Sh- and, and oh, Sheik said... All right, Dave. Well, yeah. I'll suggest it because he I'll obviously wants you. to do it. Let's not forget Terry. It's also clever from Shake. If, if you want to shout out, <laughs> suggest a topic that you think Dave wants to do anyway. Yeah. No, that's, that's
3: right. great. But I like it when those... Because uh, I've done a few topics that have ended up being killer reports. I mean, let's call them what they are. <laughs> and, but, uh, you know, it, would, it was a personal... It was one, just one I chose. Um, because you're like, this is a cool story and I want to tell
4: it That's right, that's yeah. what this totally is He's come second a few times a Bebe Pequila
0: But probably not at the Olympics Or did he? No I have no idea He did not <gasps> Oh, he could have come first, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, He might have seven, been disqualified eighth. DNF
3: <laughs> Did not finish Also an option Yeah, and DNR
0: <gasps> What is that? These are all Do not resuscitate <laughs> Okay <Jeez. laughs> He really didn't finish Yeah <laughs>
3: So who knows? These are all possibilities. Wow. These are all possibilities. It's exciting, isn't it? Let me
4: tell you about Abebe Bekela and the 1960 Olympics. Ooh! Uh, because I should say, for a while there, I was absolutely nerding out on the Olympics because one of our quiz show topics a few weeks ago at the Melbourne Comedy Festival was the Olympics, yeah. and I was there's so many amazing stories of athletes, and like this is little tidbits of, yeah. of stuff that happened over 100.
0: And We've done a, a, quite a few Olympic yeah. ones as well. I Kathy love the Freeman. Olympics. I uh, love it too The 2000 Olympics opening Do you ceremony you know
3: what's so funny Is that at Because uh, I'm playing like Mixed basketball at the moment And One of our players Has been away for a couple of weeks And we saw her last night We're like Oh where you been She's like I oh, just did Sydney And then we all just went We all just started talking about The Sydney Olympics <laughs> And how good those Olympics were And I was like How good was the opening ceremony She's like Oh best in the world Best ever And I was like I've found my people.
4: It was amazing that they were waiting for someone to bring up Sydney. Yeah. Oh, I actually have a story about Sydney. They once hosted the <laughs> Olympics. Yeah, well, yeah, we know. And yeah. they've done nothing since. We're all a similar age um, and we all remember it. <laughs> put, put that tiny city on the map. Yeah, <laughs> finally. So, but, And uh, yeah, I've been wanting to talk about Abebe for ages, so let's do it. Abebe Bakila was born on August 7th, 1932 in the town of Jato, about 130 kilometres away from the Ethiopian capital Addis Ababa. August 7, 1932, also happened to be the day of the Los Angeles Olympic Marathon. Huh. So, he was born on the oh. day of an Olympic marathon. That's nice. Wow. Possibly a sign of his future greatness. Was that written
3: down in the resources you found or were you just like, let's see what else happened on the yeah. day he was born? I
4: believe on olympics.org. They love they that They noted fact. that. Yeah, they okay.
0: They love that. Dave, just, um, just for fun, can you say... Their name and where they're from just all together
4: uh, Abebe Bekila from Jato near the Ethiopian, ca- Ethiopian capital Addis Ababa
0: Addis Ababa And what was his name again?
4: Abebe Bekila.
0: Abebe Bekila, f- who was from near... <laughs> say that again? Addis Ababa I'm, None of it's going in but I love it <laughs> Every time you say it And then it just vanishes straight away <laughs>
3: Now there He's are going to say
4: it a bit, I reckon, throughout okay. this. And, and there are many names on this episode that I will have an attempt at.
3: Oh, yes. I will yep.
4: say because the marathon has people from all over the world competing in it. I'm going to say a lot of, of athletes' names on this. Googled a few, having a stab at the others.
3: We're side. always doing our best. I think that's the thing to remember. And we're do- trying to do it as respectfully as we possibly can. And sometimes we butcher
0: it. Yes. And what and a beautiful sorry. name, though. Just one more time. <laughs> Abebe Bekela. I love, I love it. it. Me too.
4: Abebe Bekela. Oof, that's good So I'm good I'm going to have a go at his parents now His mother was uh, <laughs> They're wo- dogs yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What were they thinking? They should have encouraged him He was clearly talented <laughs> No, his mother was Woodenesh uh, Benaberu <laughs> Okay And his father was Demesi Who was a shepherd Great
0: Working with sheep and cattle
3: Yeah, we know what shepherds do
0: Yeah, they don't work with cattle
3: Shepherd.
0: Just, you know It would
3: be a cow herd If they yeah. worked with cows <laughs>
0: Which is what you do, Dave, what? I assume, based on your cowardice. You're having a go at me Can now. I
3: get something for cowards? That was fantastic. That was very good.
0: Was that a pun, Dave? Yeah, it's a pun. That's a pun. I did yes, a pun. Yes, you did a pun. Respect.
3: I've never been able to do puns.
0: <laughs> Not on purpose. Coward.
3: Coward. It's like funny. Shepherd. Yeah, shepherd, shep, coward. Huh? Yeah, it's a bit of fun. I'm M- having fun with words. Oh,
0: that's, a, that's something Dave didn't mention at the top. That's a big part of this this show. We have fun with words. Fun with words. (laughs) Just getting us to
4: repeat the name of the topic many times. Sorry, who who is this about again? Abebe Bekila. Well done. Oh my God, I love that name. Uh, So just for some context which gives even more significance to this already significant story, we'll quickly talk about the history of Bakila's home nation of Ethiopia, which according to Britannica is one of the world's oldest countries having existed for millennia. And sort of the boundaries have changed over time, but they've sort of had the idea of a country there for a long, long time. Mm. During the so-called scramble for Africa beginning in 1881, seven Western European powers invaded, annexed and colonised most of Africa. Mm.
0: What a real shitty time.
4: (laughs) Oh my God, so, so awful. And I mean nearly all of it. Ethiopia and Liberia were the only African countries to secure uh, sovereignty from European colonial powers, with Ethiopia defeating Italy in the Battle of Adwa in 1896. Wow. So they fought for their freedom and won. They kicked Italy out. Get out of here, Italy. Fuck off, Italy.
0: Yeah, get out of here, Italy.
3: Get out of here, Italy. (laughs) Italy. Leave the pizza, though. That's delicious.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Okay. All right, now goodbye. Now goodbye. Hooray. Ciao. Ciao. Arrivederci. <laughs> fuckers.
3: <laughs> Arrivederci. Fuckers. Is this translating?
4: Yeah. This all changed, though, when in 1935, Ethiopia was invaded and occupied by fascist Italy. So they came back, who merged it with similarly possessed Eritrea and Somaliland to become Italian East Africa. Ah, uh, yep. During the second. Italo ethiopian War, so they had a bit of fighting around this in 1935, which lasted until 1937, when he was just three years old, Abebe Bakila's family was forced to move to the remote town of Goro. The family eventually moved back to Jato, where they had a farm. Hmm. In 1941, so he's only three years old at this time, but the family has to move. Italy has uh, come and occupied their country. It's a pretty bad time. But in 1941 Ethiopia was liberated from Italy by the British Army and local resistance fighters cool
3: I, do, I this is a bit of a hot take I reckon war is no good
4: but what is it good for anything and if so what
0: <laughs> Dave absolutely nothing mm. but I think it's uh, I think it's great that uh, countries back then and now to some degree are like I want a bit of that over there so I'm just going to take it
3: I' take it I'm going to walk in, I'm going to kick a door down, I'm going to say, gimme.
0: Mine now. Gimme. Nah, but it's ours. Nah. Beautiful time.
3: Beautiful time. Hey? Beautiful way that we, uh, that we you know, go about our lives. Mm. Give me this.
4: No. Go on. All right.
3: Anyway, just a hot take there from me. Just a hot take. Not,
4: not a fan of war myself. And... Um this whole Italian side of things may come back in the story later,
3: okay. so Okay, so he's brought that up for a reason. That's interesting.
0: Yeah, he got, he got into Vespa riding. <laughs> World champion Vespa rider.
4: He's one of the best. That's one how of the best we have the ever marathon. <laughs> vum, vum. <laughs> I'm afraid it doesn't say anything in the rules about not using a Vespa. Fuck. No, he's, he's got, got us. us. He's got us. <laughs> he's smart,
0: this guy. Yeah, that's a change the rules after that. Close that loophole. Wheels don't count as feet. <laughs>
4: Uh, when he was a boy, Abebe played Gina, which is a traditional field hockey game popular in the Ethiopian Highlands where the goal posts are sometimes miles apart. Oh, wow.
0: I reckon I could score a goal, then. <laughs> <Just> keep... <laughs> I could hit that target. <laughs> I reckon you, t- you could still miss. <laughs> oh, I hit the post. Fuck. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I always think hitting the post should be worth double points. Yeah. It's harder to do. It'd be really hard to do it on purpose. You know? So, when it happens by accident, you're like, just give him some points. Yeah.
4: Or they should go to the player and say, did you do that on purpose? Because if <laughs> yeah. you did, that'll be 10 points. But if you didn't, that's one. Be honest. Yeah.
3: Yeah. And they'd say, "I oh, was an accident.
4: Uh, hey, uh, for your honesty, here's a bonus nine points.
0: <laughs> <laughs> if you... Yeah. Do you remember the um, that famous scene in the Champions or the Mighty Ducks, as it was also known? Yeah. When... Uh, Gordon Bombay, yes, the coach played <laughs> by Emilio was still bitter about his his game where he he uh, he missed he hit the post. Mm. Am I remembering this right? I don't know. And he said, "Just a couple of inches to the right, and it would have been a goal. My whole life would be different." But then Charlie, mm-hmm. played by the guy from Dawson's Creek, yes, said Joshua changed? Jackson. Joshua Jackson said. What happens if it went a couple of inches to the left? Then it would have missed altogether. And Gordon Bombay said, never thought about it like that. <gasps> Isn't that beautiful?
3: <laughs> Fucking hell. Gordon Bombay, big big shot guy, yeah. rocks up in a limo. Limo with a and, suit. And he learned something he from learned a 12-year-old from boy. This, kid, <laughs> this
0: neighborhood boy.
3: <laughs> wow. You know, I
4: like the cut of your jib, Pacey. <laughs>
3: <laughs> You're all right, kid. You're all right. Guess I never thought about that. Maybe, but also it's pretty funny to be like I was a reasonably good hockey player as a child, and I missed a goal one time. And if I hadn't, my life would be completely different. Everything would have been different. You've turned up in a limo. Yeah, I think you're
4: all right. I don't remember that movie barely at all. But why is he
3: complaining? Did you, as an 11 year old, put a lot of money on that game? And (laughs) now you, some bad people, are hunting. No, you're fine.
0: I mean I am I'm going off a very vague memory. That's possibly not how it happened, but it something like that, I reckon. He
3: was quite bitter about it. Yeah. Whatever.
0: I can't believe I remembered his name, Gordon Bombay.
3: Yeah. Oh, you don't forget a name like <laughs> Gordon
4: Bombay, are you it's a great kidding name. me? Almost as good as the name of the guy we're talking about, which is
0: Matt. Don't, don't. Abebe. Abebe. Ba Kila. Anyway,
3: sorry You're talking about Italy uh, and, uh, and the hockey game
4: In the Highlands At very high altitude yeah. He's running long distances Just, yeah. just for fun Because as a the chance.
3: sets of goal posts Are far away from each other yes. Not just far away from.
4: No,
0: him. no They are miles apart and, and his Vespa broke down yeah. he, he is the goalkeeper
4: So he's running from
0: one side <laughs> wow. to the other I've got to keep this ball out That sounds like, that sounds like a sick game yeah. Th- like like a fully extreme Highlands game, right? Is yeah. that what you're saying? It's up in the mountains? Yep. Yeah. Wow, Pretty amazing. Cool. But honestly, there's not much info on his early
4: life. But in 1952, at the age of 20, he moved to the capital of Addis Ababa and joined the 5th Infantry Regiment of the Imperial Guard, also called the Kiba Zab-Agna. These were the bodyguards who protected Ethiopian Emperor Haile Selassie I. Okay. Who was Emperor of Ethiopia from nineteen thirty to nineteen seventy four. Oh, that's a long reign. So over four decades. Yeah. And a very integral person in the history of Ethiopia in the twentieth century. Cool. His so when he reigned from when? Nineteen thirty to nineteen seventy
0: four. Right. So he was there when Italy came in. So he was in exile for a little bit of that or Yeah,
4: came in. They took over for a bit and then he's back on when they're out. Yep. His full title in office was by the conquering lion of the tribe of Judah, his imperial majesty, Heli Selassie I, king of kings, lord of lords, elect
0: of God. Oh, beautiful name Love. for a boy or a girl. Yeah.
4: <laughs> Incredible. Pop that in a business
3: card.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's Fantastic. nice. Can we, what do you break it down? What does that read if you're uh, doing an initialism or yeah. whatever? Bickle ot oj, hem, hels, lol, eog.
4: I like the lol bit. Yeah, that's pretty good. Lord of Lords. Lol. What
0: what is that? That's not an initialism. What's that? You taught me this in one of our early episodes. Acronym. That's it.
4: He's also a a key figure in Rastafari, a religion that developed in Jamaica during the 1930s, with many followers regarding the emperor as the second coming of Jesus and Jah incarnate. Wow. And he didn't even follow the movement. Really? We don't
0: follow when you are the reincarnate.
4: (laughs) It's yeah, you think Jesus considers laid. himself a Christian? Yeah. <laughs> he know, was probably. a Jew. Yeah. <laughs> well, actually, it's it's the same thing here. He's important to the religion because Jamaican political activist and orator Marcus Garvey had made a prophecy. He said, look to Africa where a black king shall be crowned. He shall be the redeemer. Oh. And this was swiftly followed by the ascension of Halle Selassie as emperor of Ethiopia. So many people in Jamaica thought he was the second coming. Wow. That makes sense. That's cool. Yeah, and this is a quote from a great Rastafari website I found. I think it's pronounced wikipedia.org. Okay, cool. Which must be a Jamaican word, but I don't know it. But um, he's seen as a god by many in Jamaica, and when he visited the country of Jamaica in 1966,
0: this is what happened. Quick fact, 66. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's the year that the Chicago Bulls entered the NBA. Wow. Yeah, and the Saints won their one and only premiership Hmm. in the VFL. Got it in.
4: And Halle Selassie visited Jamaica Yes Approximately 100,000 Rastafari From all over Jamaica Descended on the airport in Kingston To greet him Spliffs and chalices were openly smoked Causing a quote Haze of gunja smoke To drift through the air Okay what's, what's, a- a- it's, what's a chalice? I'm not sure Is it the thing that uh, A priest rocks around in? Oh uh, On the chain? Oh wow <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I
0: wish seems I didn't weird. Ask that. It
3: seems weird to put that in the same sentence as spliffs.
0: Yeah, I thought. Yeah, because a chalice is like a cup as well. Yeah, but they're smoking them.
3: You don't smoke a cup
0: unless it's like you know, like one of those cocktails that you light on fire. Oh yeah, it's like a chalice of Zambuca
4: Oh, <laughs> nothing better.
0: Better hot Zambuca
3: oh, Firm disagree. <laughs> There's a lot of things better. Almost anything.
4: Uh, as with many leaders who are in power for decades and develop a cult of personality around them, he has been criticised by human rights groups for suppressing his people. Okay. So, loved by some, not loved by others. Yeah, right. But anyway, our man Abebe Bekela was in the Imperial Guard protecting the Emperor and he would run 20 kilometres or 12 miles from the hills of Salulta to Addis Ababa and back every
0: day just to go to work.
3: So, 40 k's a day he's running. Yep. Fuck me.
0: Yeah, so he'd be like marathon, marathon. Yeah. Where where are we running to? Work or?
3: Where's the, Where's the challenge? <laughs> are we going
0: to do eight eight and a half hours in between, or? So I'll get you know I'll do the marathon and then yeah what What do you want me to do then? <laughs> I'll be ready to do a solid eight to nine hours. Yeah, and then what? Another marathon? Okay. No, no, that's it. Just one marathon. Oh, okay. just one marathon. Feels a bit pointless, but That feels so boring. I guess be how do oh, you I get, ha- how get home from the marathon?
3: Like, so he's doing a half marathon to work, half marathon back, essentially. Give or take a couple of kilometres. So, it would be like if he's run to work, forgotten something, mm. <laughs> popped home to grab it. Come back it, in. Come back in. That's crazy. That's nothing. he's not crazy. I know people can run long distances. I'm just not one of them. I'm not built for it. It's impressive. It's amazing.
0: Oh, I'm impressed. Good. And, and I'm if, not easily yeah, impressed. If
3: Matt's impressed, boy, howdy. Yeah.
4: You've said something pretty cool. <laughs> Got your attention? So, he's running to work every day and his endurance was noticed by Oni Niskanen, a Swedish coach employed by the Ethiopian government to train the Imperial Guard.
3: Wow. What an interesting job.
4: Yeah. Cool. And Niskanen started training Bekila for the marathon. He identified him and said, I reckon that you'd be great for this event. When Abebe was 24. So, he only started training as a runner at the age of 24. That's old. (laughs) Yeah.
3: For Olympians. Yeah, for you sure. Know, yeah, that's... You're ancient. A lot of people are retiring by that yeah, age. Yeah, exactly. Especially like gymnasts at, at that age. It's like, oh my God, congrats on your last... Your 10th <laughs> Olympics or something. So <laughs> it's,
0: it's also fun to think like he's just taking it up. Yeah. E- even though he's been running a marathon every day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll give it a go. Yeah. yeah I'll yeah. try this thing that I already do. Yeah. <laughs> but now you're going to start a stopwatch. It's like if thing. somebody
3: was like, "I'm gonna, tr- I'm going to train you up to... Talking to a microphone. And we'd be like, I guess. i am okay. sure,
0: I guess. Okay. <laughs> if you think I could. Yeah, I'll try. I mean, my technique is awful. <laughs> <laughs> that same year
4: in 1956, he entered his first marathon event, the Ethiopian Armed Forces Championship, where he finished second to Wami Baratu.
3: His first ever marathon. Came second. That's pretty great. Pretty good. 1956. It's the year my dad was born. It's
0: was the year of the Melbourne Olympics.
3: Yes. That's true,
0: and also the year that TV came to Australia. That's
4: true too, because of the Olympics.
0: Ah, that makes sense. Not yeah. a coincidence.
4: Pretty sure that was why. Yeah. And after this, he did a couple more marathons, but not all the time. He wasn't. He didn't. He didn't go pro. He didn't go full time. Okay. He's still. He still got his day job. That's right. Which he he obviously runs too, but <laughs> so he's kind of training. But in July 1960, this is a few years later, four years later, Abebe won his first marathon in the capital of Addis Ababa. A month later, he won again in the capital with a time of two hours, 21 minutes, 23 seconds, which was faster than the existing Olympic record held by Emil Zatopek, another incredible runner. I did a mini report on for our Olympic special way back in episode 41.
3: Episode 41, and I remember that. I mean, you don't
4: forget a name like Emil Zatopek, I suppose. but like You don't remember anything. I know. I was like, oh, yeah,
3: Emil Zatopek.
4: So he's the guy that... Uh, trained like in boots out in the snow and all sorts of things. Yes. And
0: Why did we we did that episode leading up to one of the Olympics? I guess the one that was
4: yeah with the Rio Games. I guess yeah. so. And he's also the one that he won the five thousand meters and then the ten thousand meters and then on a whim decided to enter oh, the marathon. That's right. His Amazing. first ever marathon and won that's and crazy. set this Olympic record. But now Abebe is faster than it's not world record time but he's faster than the Olympic record. And he
0: A baby is faster than the <laughs> Olympic record. <laughs> a
4: bebe. And, and it's a pretty small event on the world scale. You know, it's just in the Ethiopian capital with local people running. And now he's faster than the Olympic record. Yeah, wow. His coach, Niskanen, entered Abebe Bakila and a bebe wakira This is another Ethiopian man in the marathon at the nineteen sixty Rome Olympics that would be run on September tenth. Wow,
3: it's a great way to travel, isn't it? Running, (laughs) (laughs) it's free.
0: Yeah,
3: (laughs) you go anywhere. (laughs) You don't have to tap on your Mikey. (laughs) Incidental exercise. Yeah,
0: fantastic. Mm -hmm. Bloody great. So (laughs) you mean being an Olympian? Yeah. you just see the world every four every years. Every four years you'd go
3: somewhere. <laughs> might not be your first choice of places to visit. And sure, you don't get to do anything touristy. And but, for you most know.
0: people, as we've already discussed, their career is over pretty quickly.
3: Yeah, but you rack up some frequent flyer miles in that time, don't you? That's
0: why you're smart to do one of those sports you could do as an old person, like the horse riding. You know that Australian yes. guy has just done it since before we were born? Or
3: like shooting. Yeah. You know, as long as your eyes don't go. <laughs> or you get some decent specs. Yeah Yeah Okay right. So what should we get into And we could be in the masters <laughs>
4: <laughs> They're massive
0: Yeah Easy. I can hit that target Do
3: <laughs> you Bit of practice you'd be right
0: Don't let it move yeah.
3: Can you hold that horse still?
0: <laughs> hold your horses That's where that saying ah, comes from yeah. Hold your horses
3: Bang
4: <laughs> For shooting
3: <laughs> Okay
4: So let's talk about the Rome Olympics Held from August 25th to September 11, 1960
3: Beautiful time uh, uh, to be in
0: Rome September 11, Jess Oh
3: my god! Nineteen sixty. Oh, okay. it was just a date then.
0: <laughs> yeah, the final date. And
3: end of August, early September. Beautiful time to be in Europe. Good Maybe weather. Gorgeous time to be in Rome. Yeah, awesome. Sunny, beautiful. gorgeous, Love not too the hot. Ah, oh, heaven.
4: Uh, this is the first time the Italian capital hosted the games. They'd actually been awarded the nineteen oh eight Summer Olympics, but following the eruption of Mount Vesuvius in nineteen oh six, they had no choice to, to decline and to pass the honor on to London. Wow.
3: Oh wow! I I think I had
4: Mount Vesuvius as, like way. I the big eruption is hundreds of years earlier.
3: This is another eruption.
4: Yep. But it, it um but it did damage and they actually had to spend a lot of the the money's treasure uh, the country's treasury on fixing up the country. Yeah. And they went we can't afford to build all these stadiums. We've got to help our people. Yeah. So London had to take over.
3: We kind of have to build um some houses and buildings and uh, other stuff that um got ruined. Probably more important at the end of the day, you know. But it is the Olympics. You'll get Rome, you'll, you'll get the Olympics again, and they did.
0: They did. But and they they obviously sorted that out and then were like, all right, now we've sorted out our country, let's go take over Africa. <laughs> <laughs> what a beautiful mindset.
4: Beautiful mindset. <laughs> more than 5,000 athletes from 83 nations competed in Rome with 44 nations winning medals. Huh. For the second successive games the Soviet Union topped the medal table with 43 golds. One. Its fierce rival, the United States was second on the table with Australia finishing fifth with eight gold medals. Not bad.
1: wild.
0: Hey, pretty good. Yeah, I don't know why the Australia I mean I do know why it is cuz we're sport obsessed and put too much money into it. But <laughs> well, Australia has often done you know for a, a small a small population Yeah, that's true. Does well
3: we are a very small population compared to so many other countries that have that are much smaller than us in land size we're very spread out anyway but yeah you're right we love we're sports mad yeah we love it
4: italy really got around the games and they built a brand new olympic stadium that could hold hundred thousand people but also converted magnificent ancient buildings for other competitions
1: i was
3: gonna say why build a new stadium when you've got the coliseum
0: yeah <laughs> Just chuck some, you know, retractable roof on the top. Yeah, put some seats in. Fantastic. Fantastic. Couple of Clean up a
3: bit of that rubble,
4: a
0: bit a dusty in, in there. A <laughs> couple of beer taps. Come
3: on. There
4: you
0: go. Yeah, a few corporate boxes.
3: Oh, okay. You think the people who originally built the Coliseum were like, oh, I hope one day this isn't getting used. Yeah. Come on.
0: <laughs> Use it or lose it. Use it. What a waste of a resource. Yeah,
3: come on. You've got a beautiful
4: resource. Gymnastics and wrestling (laughs) were held in the Basilica of Maxentius, which had staged the same events 2,000 years earlier. That's That's what I'm talking
3: about. That's cool. Come on, you're Rome.
0: You got basilicas coming out your fucking wazoo. (laughs) 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 What's basilica? (laughs) I've heard that word before. I mean, the the Pope, are they
4: going to use the Vatican? Surely we could turn that into some sort of pool. Yeah. Fill it up. Come
3: on. Yeah. There's a bunch of ruins around. Knock them down. Put in a pool. <laughs>
0: Imagine <laughs> a 50-meter olympic size pool full of holy water. <laughs> oh, my
3: God. <laughs> baptism's on mass. Yeah. Everybody jump in.
0: Baptized. Thorpe, I didn't know you were Christian. I'm not Christian. You are now. <laughs>
3: <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha, Thorpe. And that's how we get more Christians. That's how
0: we get them. That's how we
3: get them. Catholics, we need more of them. More and more. I say that as a, as a, well, you know, a baptized Catholic, agnostic. Anyway.
0: Agnostic, like that. Yeah. That means you... <laughs> that
3: means I don't really care.
0: But it means you're open.
3: I guess so, yeah. But it also means I don't care. Ah. You know, I'm kind of like, you believe whatever you want to believe. Something's
0: out there, but you don't know what it is.
3: Yeah, I guess so. I'm not an atheist where I'm like, you're an idiot for thinking... I don't think atheists are all like, you're an idiot for believing anything, but... Um, I'm not like there is no God you fool I'm just like nah, eh, whatever who knows yeah. I'll find out when I'm dead <laughs> <laughs> won't I or I won't find out because there's nothing it's exciting
0: yeah and the system will be <laughs> you die and they go yeah you, you, you've you got nothing it's it's all over anyway you're, d- you're dead for real now so they do which is nice
3: yeah just, to, just so that I die knowing
0: yeah because it'd be cruel to die without knowing that yeah. there's nothing after death <laughs> yeah yeah, and that's what God thinks. <laughs> God's like, I gotta let him know that there's. I
3: gotta nothing. let him know, I don't exist. I don't <laughs> exist. Just letting you know, <laughs> I don't exist. Hey, it's me, God. Um, I don't exist, and good night forever.
4: All right. <laughs> or God's like, um, all right, I do exist, but there's no afterlife. I blew the budget on this planet.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I blew I mean, the budget on the life. What do you
4: expect after this? You want an afterlife? Yeah, and, and you want it to be better than this?
3: Do you this guys took see? Ages. Do you guys see those sexy magpies in Dublin?
4: Oh, you think my that God. doesn't God. cost a
3: bit of cash? Oh
4: that took me two centuries.
3: Be okay. You want a, you want an afterlife? You saw that bird. Come yeah. on.
0: You should have seen the early versions. They're like four bit. <laughs> Very blurry. <laughs> Very blurry. The it blue just didn't have
3: the right kind of uh, those realistic je ne sais quoi about it.
0: <laughs> got Pixar involved. And uh, yeah, they look lifelike. Yeah,
3: incredible.
4: Anyway, weird tangent. Sorry about that. Uh, the 1960 Olympics were the first to be fully covered by television. And this transformed the games into a truly worldwide phenomenon. <laughs> Phenomenon. Uh, Taped footage of the games was flown to New York City. So they didn't have satellites at the time. So taped footage of the games was flown to New York City at the end of each day and broadcast on CBS television in the United States. Eurovision provided live television broadcasts throughout Europe. So it was seen by millions and it was a massive, massive Olympics. These are some of the highlights. In boxing, the light heavyweight division's gold medal went to an 18-year-old then unknown Cassius Clay. Ooh. For many, this was of course a glimpse into the greatness of a man that would later be called the greatest, Muhammad Ali. Cool. The light heavyweight. I like the
3: rules in, in boxing. Yeah. Easy to follow. I'm heavy, but not that heavy. Yeah. You for a heavyweight, you're pretty light.
0: He's also he's gone from a great I think Cassius Clay is a great name and he's just upgraded somehow. Yeah. You're changing your name from Cassius Clay?
3: What could possibly top it? Muhammad Ali. Okay. Fucking hell, I, mate. Fucking fuckin hell, hell. <laughs> Jesus. Oh.
1: Fucking fuckin hell.
5: hell
1: Save some for the rest of <laughs> us I also like
3: to think I like the idea of Muhammad Ali coming to you to <laughs> <laughs> to like Run this by someone. Oh,
4: doing a bit of spitballing. All yeah. right, these, these are these are on the short list. What do you list. reckon?
3: Be honest. <laughs> Cassius, you're changing your name. You're crazy.
4: <laughs> Phil Smith, next. No. Tracy Pecker. Oh, that's a little <laughs> that's bit Pecker's better. is good. is good. Man. Muhammad Ali. Oh, oh, my. Oh, my God. Oh, Fucking
3: oh, Tracy girl. Pecker,
4: fuck off. Oh, so he, he won the, the gold medal, which is very, very cool. Very American cool. swimmer Jeff Farrell won two gold medals in swimming. He underwent an emergency appendectomy six days before the Olympic And trials. then won two gold medals. Yeah. What's
3: Bloody an appendectomy? Hell. Taking out your appendix.
0: Oh, uh, yeah. It's,
4: it's, right it's a penis enlargement.
0: It's a
3: penis enlargement surgery. So, actually, he had more drag a in the rudder. water and he still <laughs> won. <laughs> Helped help with steering.
0: Went
4: <laughs> the head of the team went, are you sure he couldn't get this dick <laughs> surgery after? He's like, he's only got availability six days yeah. before the game. You Sorry. know
3: what surgeons are like? You've got to book in months. In Sorry bed. about
4: this. American swimmer Chris Von
0: Seltzer
4: Incredible Yes Uh, Won four medals In women's swimming Three of them gold Very good Well done Chris Von Seltzer
0: Don't even bother Mentioning the other one And you didn't (laughs) Who cares But it it wasn't gold Who cares Might as well be A piece of shit Yeah (laughs) Oh
3: you've got Some gold And some piece of shit It was a medal Made out of shit
0: Yeah Silver First loser Get out of my face
4: Uh, Sticking with the Americans, the U.S. basketball team took its fifth consecutive gold medal. The squad, which starred future Hall of Famers Oscar Robertson, Jerry Lucas, Walt Bellamy and Jerry West, whose silhouette is still the NBA logo. Jerry
0: West. So funny that I was talking to you off uh, just before we started about a guy who's uh, in winning time has been characterized as this angry man. He's like, that's not me at all. That was Jerry West.
4: Oh. No. Yeah. Really? Yeah, and he, yeah. so he's uh, sometimes known as Mr. Silhouette, I believe, because he's the silhouette on That's the NBA cool. logo. His other nicknames include Mr. Clutch, okay. which I love, and also Zeke from Cabin Creek okay. <laughs> for the creek near his birthplace in uh, Shillian, West Virginia. Zeke could not be further from Jerry West, though, <laughs> could it?
3: I just thought that was the best nickname. Zeke oh. from Cabin Creek. It's long for a nickname.
0: Well, it's kind of like the, the Larry Bird one and came came later. What was his? The Hick from St. Lick or something yeah. like
1: that? Yeah.
4: <laughs> so good. He's
0: <laughs> His uh, portrayal in this show is also pretty funny. Like, just real...
3: Helping himself to other people's eskies. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like that?
0: As we talked about the Michael Jordan episode. Yeah, no, it's, it's just seems he's very grumpy and glum and... Hmm. um Yeah.
3: That's not the Larry Bird I know.
0: But now that I know that Jerry West is like, that's not who I am at all. I'm like, can I believe any of this? Yeah. It, do- it also it had a, a a brief episode about... This is a HBO show for people to know about the Lakers in the 70s and 80s. But uh, they did a an episode... Like the start of one of the episodes was a flashback to... Uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, changing his name to Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, talking of great name changes. Uh, yeah. I can't even remember what his original name was, but Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Was it Tracy Pecker? <laughs> yes, he changed his name from Tracy Pecker. <laughs>
3: <laughs> A good choice, I think.
0: Oh, do you want me to... Sorry, you're looking at me like that. No,
3: you, know. uh, we thought you were mid-sentence. <laughs>
0: sorry, I thought you were mid-story, but... I mean, do, I mean his name's Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. What else do you need? I think I that's maybe my favourite all-time name. It's an amazing name. I know people will be yelling at there. iPods, if I don't say that he was born Ferdinand Lewis Alcindor Jr., which Ooh, is also good. pretty good. Out,
4: Ferdinand, is good. a very strong Ferdinand, first name. yeah. Very
0: but strong. he's like, it would have been the same story. Hey, Ferdinand, what's up? Just upgrading my name. What you are can't you talking about? From Ferdinand Lewis Alcindor Jr., well, let me lay Kareem Abdul-Jabbar on your fucking <laughs> hell. Fucking <laughs> hell. Fucking hell, mate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking
1: hell. <laughs> Kareem fucking. <laughs>
0: Holy fuck,
1: I'm sweating. <laughs> I
0: had a brain orgasm. Oh, in my pants. <laughs> I
1: jizzed everywhere.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
4: Fucking hell. Fucking hell. So the US basketball team won with Oscar Robertson and uh, Zeke from Cabin Creek. At the time, this was considered by many to be the best basketball team ever assembled. Oh, wow.
0: That was before the uh, the Monstars were put together.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Hard to beat. (laughs) Possible. What a reference. (laughs) Uh, According to Britannica, the decathlon featured a tightly contested battle between Rafa Johnson of the United States and Yang Chuang Kuang of Taiwan. Close friends who had both attended the University of California at uh, at Los Angeles and trained under the same coach. Rafa Johnson later became an actor. He won. Oh wow, just cool. He was in the James Bond movie *License to Kill*. Wow, jeez, there
0: has not been a dud name in this whole no, thing. Incredible. Even Jerry West is fantastic. I think
3: we've just gotten shit at names. Yeah, names suck have now. We run out. I th- we must have. Jeez, I've
0: got the most boring name. Yeah, you do. <gasps> but I'm, I'm feeling inspired.
3: Yeah, I can just
0: change my name.
3: What are you going to make it?
0: <sighs> Muhammad Kareem oh. Jabbar.
3: Fucking
0: <laughs> hell. <laughs> Just combine two <gasps> great names.
3: <laughs> That's good.
0: Somehow I've combined two great names and made it worse.
3: <laughs> You're really more of a vanilla name, like Matt. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I guess you've got to pull it off a as A boring
4: well. beige name. <laughs>
0: well, well, we're going to bring
4: things back home now There's an Australian name <gasps> Australia's own Herb Elliott oh, yeah, Love her. It's a, it's a name. good name Good name uh, Won the men's 1500 metre sprint In one of the most dominating performances in Olympic history He won by 2.6 seconds Which meant he was over 20 metres ahead as he crossed Ooh, the line Herb. And broke the world record Wow 20 metres
3: 2.6 seconds That is so long
4: that's crazy. So long. Also for Australia, Dawn Fraser won a second gold medal for the 100 metre freestyle. yeah Dawn? How Dawn. And Murray Rose, a name that you sometimes mention, Matt, when you're trying to think of someone else, went back <laughs> to back in the 400 metre freestyle.
0: Ah, awesome. Yeah, um, I, always, I get him and Lionel Rose confused. It's another great Aussie sports person.
4: Britain's Don Thompson had prepared for the 50 kilometres walk by exercising in his bathroom in Kent filled with heaters and boiling kettles <laughs> that's amazing <laughs> <It paid> electricity
0: <laughs> bill through the roof
4: <laughs> <laughs> well it paid off when he won the gold medal wow. so but
3: it's a 50k walk i'm assuming he's also doing some walking
4: ex- oh, training so probably just on the spot because obviously uh, rome is a lot hotter than in, than kent yeah so he, he's, he wants to have the endurance for when he's getting hot and sweaty so he's just walking on the spot with kettles and boilers going oh, that's so God. good
0: what's it, what was his name again Don Thompson. That, that feels like it shouldn't be good, but that's a great name that's as well. A good name. Don Thompson.
3: You don't get that many Dons anymore. No. Nah. But I'm not naming a little boy Don. Don. Come yeah. on, Don. Pop your shoes on. Come on, Donnie. Donnie. Yeah,
0: Donnie's not as good. That nah, sucks. I like Don, but yeah, I don't like Donnie. Donnie. Don't really like Donald.
3: Oh, yeah. I was trying to think of what Don is short for <laughs> Donald. No, I don't like it.
0: But Don. Don. But it probably it's depend The surname Tom Don Thompson. Yeah. It's like Don good. Johnson was someone. Was he an actor or something? That's another good name.
3: You just like the on on.
0: Yeah, I think that's what it is.
3: <laughs> what about the name
4: on on? <gasps> Pretty good. <laughs> on, <laughs> on,
0: do I keep Stuart On on Stuart No, nah, that doesn't work. What on a- on Thompson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there it is. What about Don on on Thompson? <laughs> Don on on. Don on on Thompson. <laughs> I love it. I think I like. I think I like it.
4: And is it all one word or is your middle name On-On?
0: I think my, Well, I was thinking my middle name was On-On. <laughs> Don-On-On don, on Thompson. Thompson. But then there's no guarantee people would say it. So maybe I've got to just bring it up to the front. Don-On-On. <laughs> First name Don-On-On. <laughs> Why don't you bring it right up to the front and say On-On-Don Thompson. <laughs> On-On-Don Thompson. What about Don-On-On-Don on, <laughs> on, don, Thompson?
4: Don-On-On-Don Thompson. on on don on on Thompson.
0: Oh, yeah. On-On-Don-On-On-On on, <laughs> on, 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 Thompson. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez, what you, there's options here. I
4: remember like that, that T8 is in the, in the wrong.
0: Don-on-on-Omson. <laughs> oh, do, Don-on-on-Don-Omson. Oh, yeah. Don-Omson. What about Don-Omson?
4: on on. So your first name is Don-on-on. Yep. Your name, Don.
0: Yes. Surname, Don-Omson. Yeah, Don-on-on-Don-Omson. Don-on-on. I love it. I love it. Oh, my God. <laughs> all right, I'm going to make a few calls. Fucking <laughs> hell. That's all I can say. Uh, Deedpole? Yeah. For sure. Straight it's in. The, it's the man... Who used to identify as Matt Stewart now Don on on Don on on Thompson Don huh? Thompson Don Thompson Did I start up?
4: We think you might have. <laughs> <laughs>
0: We're not sure. Did Did you?
4: Are you okay if I just read that back to you, Mister Don Thompson?
0: <laughs> uh, I I would love you to.
4: <laughs> That's like creating a new password, and there's not that thing where you. I t- have to type it out again to make sure you've got the right thing. Yeah. <laughs> First time I got it right. <laughs> All right, Don't log- make me repeat <laughs> it. Now let me log in. What the fuck? <laughs> uh, not every highlight of the 1960 games was a victory. Oh. Finish. How can you have a highlight of a, of a failure? Well, let me tell you about okay. uh, Finland's Vilo Jolonen, a field shooter who shot a bullseye on the wrong target. Oh, wow! And in doing so, He dropped from second to fourth.
3: Oh, <laughs> missed, that's not missed out fair. on the middle,
4: aiming for a target in front. Accidentally shot the bullseye of the one next door.
0: Were they aiming for the wrong one, no. or was it just a weird fluke? Just a bad shot. <laughs> wow! Uh, a bad good shot. Yeah,
3: it was a fluke, wasn't it? <laughs> it was a fluke. Yeah, but it was a bullseye. So, so
4: people applauded and then went, "Oh, actually." And
3: uh, so he dropped from second
4: to fourth, Mister Medal. Oh. And he
0: Gordon bombayed it later. If I was only <laughs> one target bullseye across, my whole life would have been different.
4: But if, you'd, if you're one target to the left, <laughs> it would have been even more impressive. <laughs> yeah. You're two targets off. Never thought about that. <laughs> and the Games wasn't without its controversies. According to ThoughtCo, unfortunately, there was a ruling problem on the 100 metre freestyle swim. For the men's event John Devitt Who was from Australia And Lance Larson Oh my god Right Very good From the United States Had been neck and neck During the last segment Of the race Though they both finished At about the same time Most of the audience The sports reporters And the swimmers themselves Believed Larson From the United States Had won However The three judges ruled That Devitt from Australia Had won even though official times show a faster time for
0: Larson than for Devitt, what the ruling held? What that's so weird. Oh, no. So including the guy who technically won, he's like, oh, I didn't uh,
3: win. He he touched and before like, me.
0: Sorry, you win, but I don't. I'm second. Nah. Well, the Olympics is all about great sportsmanship, which you're showing. So let's upgrade
4: him to gold. <laughs> wow, that's,
3: that's very odd.
4: The gold yeah, medal for honesty. That would that would
3: really take away some of the excitement of winning gold, wouldn't it? where you're like, I didn't win this, (laughs) and I'm trying to say I didn't win it.
4: And there's minutes of deliberation. Yeah, and you're
0: like, Larson, congratulations, man. How do they get to it unanimously when everyone else disagreed? And then, I don't know, he gets up and he's like, Moonlight, you won Best Picture. (laughs) And the official time? (laughs) Yeah. Surely you'd go off that. You'd go off the time, you would think. The ruling held. It's like you, you have judges for ones that are you know up for debate. It's like, oh, who did the fanciest dive? That's why I have judges, not for who touched the wall first.
3: Yeah, fanciest dive. <laughs> yeah. Who touched
4: the wall best?
0: Yeah, that's right. Not who first, best. Who touched,
3: who touched the wall with a bit of flair? Yeah, a who bit made, of panache. Who made
4: the wall feel something?
0: Yeah. yeah,
3: Who made us feel something in the way that they touched the wall? Oh,
4: definitely Larson. Yeah. Well, I have to stop down and mention Wilma Rudolph, an American runner with an incredible story. Born in St. Bethlehem, Tennessee in nineteen forty, she was the twentieth of twenty two children. Nope. From her father, Ed Rudolph's two marriages. That's so many children. I mean, does a question come to mind?
3: Oh, do they know what's causing it? <laughs> but also, Ed.
1: Fucking
0: hell,
3: man. Fucking hell. Fucking hell. Twenty of twenty two. How much sex do you actually need? Do you know what I mean?
0: Twenty two. Twenty two times. Save some for the rest of us. <laughs> You've
3: had sex 22 times. Must be
0: knackered.
3: Oh, my God. God. How do you get anything done?
4: (laughs) Uh, Rudolph, so Wilma Rudolph, the 20th child, suffered from several early childhood illnesses, including pneumonia and scarlet fever, and she contracted infantile paralysis caused by the polio virus Mm -hmm. at the age of five. Wow. She recovered from polio but lost strength in her left leg and foot. Physically disabled for much of her early life and told by a doctor that she would never walk again, Rudolph wore a leg brace until she was 12 years old. She also could not walk without an orthopedic shoe until she was 11, but she was determined to compete and began playing basketball. She later became a high school all-star, being nominated as an All-American in basketball during high school. Wow. So she wants to compete. One day, apparently, her mum came out into the backyard and found her playing basketball and was like, how are you doing this? Uh, Wow. (laughs) And then she was just super determined. She then turned to track and field events and began running and at the age of 16, remember, this is only four years after taking off the leg brace, still in high school, she competed in the 1956 Olympic Games and won a bronze medal in the 4x100 relay.
3: Wow. It's a real Forrest Gump kind of thing, That's isn't amazing. it? Just taking off the leg brace. It was holding her back.
0: You're right.
3: Wow, who knows? I mean, like, I, I, this is also in a time where their medical knowledge wasn't as it is now so it's it's very interesting to be like she had had these disabilities but then was able to run faster and, than most and people compete in the and country that's in, that's amazing
4: and she improved on that even. At the next Olympics, which is, of course, Rome 1960, she had her eye set on gold and she did not go home disappointed. Ooh. She won three gold medals and broke three world records in the 100 metres, 200 metres, and 4 by 100 metres, where she ran the all important anchor leg of the race. Wow. Amazing. Is the anchor
0: leg the last leg? Yeah, when you bring it home. Yeah. You hand it to Usain Bolt, Usain and, Bolt and say, Bolt is please, the anchor. <laughs> please catch up. For the rest of us It's such an interesting thing That it's like If you're all running As fast as you can It shouldn't matter Which order it is But it it does It does It's psychological And there's other things At play as well But yeah It's really interesting So it should just average out Over Mm. your four best times I
3: would uh, always run Second or fourth Always on the straights
0: Anchor (laughs) Yeah Actually that's
4: true Where you're starting
0: On the track probably Oh yeah Some would be better At running on a bend Than others or something Or, Or you have your fastest On the straight Or something There'd be a logic to this. Yeah, there definitely is. Because Usain Bolt can
4: achieve a higher speed than anyone else. Mm.
3: So if there is, like, if the other teams have gotten a bit ahead, you've got your strongest runner at the end to as the one who's
4: most probable to shorten that distance suppose, or take over. Usain Bolt is so good. He has to... Do- To know how good he has to be. Yeah, that's right. He's not going to go flat out first because he might not need to do that. So if he's fourth, he assesses the situation and goes, All right, 20 meters behind, no worries. (laughs) I'll go at 90%. (laughs) Yeah,
3: Yeah, I'll just go for a a light jog. (laughs)
4: Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Few steps, done. (laughs) Incredible. Uh, Rudolph became the first American woman to win three Olympic gold medals in track and field at the same Olympics. Her performance also earned her the title of the fastest woman in the world. That's amazing. She became a superstar in the USA and her Olympic success, quote, gave a tremendous boost to women's track in the United States. She was one of the first role models for black and female athletes and is regarded as a civil rights and women's rights pioneer. She retired from competition in 1961 and became an educator and coach and established the Wilma Rudolph Foundation, a non-profit organization based in Indianapolis that trained youth athletes. Wow. So, yeah, I came across that. I just had to share that. Told you would never walk again and then within four years... Amazing. You were one of the fastest people and then the fastest woman in the world. Incredible.
0: Yeah, a lot of people, me included, I'd say, would be like, all right, I'll take the doctor's word for it. Well, yeah,
3: I I think that's what I was sort of getting at before. I wasn't being like... I didn't mean to be sort of pandering or or patronising to somebody who was told they had disabilities. What I'm thinking was like, was her injuries or her illnesses mismanaged or the fact that she could take off the leg brace and a few years later was competing in the Olympics is wild. Yeah. Pretty amazing.
0: Super amazing. As a medical person, <laughs> uh, I'll field this one. Um, uh, yeah, I want, you, you also, you wonder, did the leg brace work so well?
3: Yeah, I guess that's absolutely an option too, isn't it? It's, uh, yeah, really fascinating. And so cool that she was just so determined. Yeah, so cool. I, I just don't, um, I, I I admire that in other people because I, just don't have that uh that killer instinct in me i just don't care enough to try all that hard you know and, and <laughs> approve
0: everyone wrong yeah
3: nah i'm like yeah you, yeah you're probably right uh, yeah
0: I'm, <laughs> I'm like yeah it's really hard to, to just be like yeah you're right i should stop doing <laughs> <Yeah>. this
3: <laughs> all right i guess i will never walk again thank you doctor
0: yeah
4: amazing what a, what a cool what a cool story what a cool person so amazing And we'll be back with more Olympics after these messages.
2: Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN.
3: This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Whether it's your first ever website or your business is expanding, Squarespace makes it easy to create a beautiful website and engage with your audience.
4: Squarespace AI makes it easier to go
0: live, stand out, and succeed online. Oh, Dave, if only it could also not just write it but read it too. (laughs)
4: So, a lot happened at the 1960 Olympics. For many, though, there is no more enduring story than that of Abebe Bekela. He's the guy we're talking about way back yeah, in the yeah, so yeah, episode. a bit just, of a detour there. But it just blew, every Olympics is basically like that. There's all these amazing things. Yeah. But this one was especially famous because it, it produced lots of superstars because it was on TV for the first time. Yeah, Pe- yeah. People around the world were able to connect with so many different athletes. So, Bakila turned up at the event. And despite his recent great time, remember, he'd broken the Olympic record. Yeah. He was certainly not a favourite. Sixty-nine participants from thirty-five nations competed, and Pequila really flew under the radar. How what many a participants, nice sorry? Amount. Yeah, how many were there? I Sixty-nine. Think? Nice. In fact, some doubted that this unknown from Ethiopia could have possibly recorded a faster time than the great Emil Zatepek. They'd never heard of him. Some thought that he was bluffing, he'd made up the time.
0: I love the idea of I've never heard of you.
4: You ha- mustn't be real. <laughs> <laughs>
0: How do you first hear of people? Yeah. Normally, it's after having never heard of them.
3: Yeah, yeah, usually. (laughs) At some point in your life, you'd never heard of Brad Pitt. Yeah. Now, you can't remember a time where you didn't know who Brad Pitt was. And how many gold medals has he won? Probably a couple. I don't know that much about him.
0: (laughs) Oh, (laughs) my God. Unfortunately, because he is so good looking, uh, he doesn't often win awards like gold medals because people don't see his talent. Yeah. They think he's just beautiful, but they don't realise he's also a great runner. <laughs>
3: <laughs> An amazing runner. Yeah. He's so quick, but also graceful. That's yeah. the thing. It's not just about the speed. Mm. A lot of people just focus on the speed of running. Yeah. They're like, who Ugh. crosses the finish line first? Whatever. Who makes me feel something yeah. in the way that they run? Mm. Who, ma- who Who tells me a story in the way that they Brad run? Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt. That's right.
4: <laughs> there really should be a medal for hottest runner.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'd give it a Brad Pitt. <laughs> Every time. <laughs> Every time. Every <laughs> time. Yeah, he'd Unless be Shervo unbeatable.
3: Shervo. Yeah. Oh yeah, Shervo's taken it out. Of Brad Pitt.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> He runs with a certain grace. And uh he also had one of those Adam Dectomies to his dick. <laughs> 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 the week of competing. Adam
4: Dectomies. Oh, this is a strange Ad- Matt dectomies. Shervington, if you haven't seen him run Adam do suffer Adam
0: dick Dictomy, I think is, is that what they call it? Add some dictomy. That's the uh <laughs> Dick augmentation. <laughs> Add some dick to me. Wait, does augmentation make it bigger or smaller? Just augments it. Okay.
3: <laughs> yeah, I think it's right there in the name, really, isn't it?
0: Yeah. it's
4: an, yeah. So, a Bit of a silly question yeah. on your part there. <laughs> That's a thing. Yeah, it's all right mean. if you feel like a fool. <laughs> <laughs> and I do.
0: <laughs>
4: <laughs> so, Maciel is flying under the radar or running under the radar. Returning runners from the 1956 marathons, the previous uh, Olympic event included gold medalist Alain Moumon from France, Silver medalist, Franjo Mahalik from Yugoslavia. And f- the fourth place finisher, Lee Chang-hoon of South Korea.
0: Every single name has been great.
4: incredible. So, Elaine mamont he's, he's the returning champion. Yeah. You think that people think he's... He might yeah, again. you're like,
3: well, he's won it before. He's proven to us he's
4: capable of this. And I have to mention, his first child was a daughter named Olymp. Born one day before her father won the 1956 Olympic marathon in Melbourne. Isn't that cool? Olymp. Olymp. It's... One of those things I imagine in France, it sounds beautiful. It's
3: a bit, though, like getting the, um, like a tattoo saying you're an Olympic champion or something before you've won. <laughs> yeah. Like naming your yeah. daughter Olymp before you've won something.
0: Brian Lara, the cricketer, West Indian cricketer, had named his kid Sydney after making a, a big double hundred at the SCG. Think that's beautiful. Be-
3: <laughs> How do we feel about naming naming your children after career milestones <laughs> yeah. you had? That's like, I don't know if it's putting pressure on them or making their name a bit about you. Um, but I guess what is na- You know, everyone's named after family and shit. that's make, but
0: apparently, I think Brian Lara tells this story as a, as a, as a, you know, with a bit of a joke. Like, I don't know if I don't know if Brian Lara's in sportsman's nights, nice, but you know, whatever. But apparently, he goes. Just glad I didn't make those runs in Lahore.
4: Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Brian.
3: (laughs) Oh, my God. And And Sydney's watching that going, fucking hell, Dad. (laughs) Dad,
4: come on. Shut up. Of course, he would have been bound to use any name of a place where he made double century. That's exactly it,
3: yeah. (laughs) Yeah, That was the agreement he and his his (laughs) wife had. Sorry, honey, uh, I know you wanted to name her after your grandmother, but... Uh, <laughs> but I did I did a couple of runs. A couple of runs, so I think that matters. Olymp. Olymp's a nice name, I guess. It I
0: does sound nice. like a, Olymp a as well. Like, Olymp. Yeah. Yes,
4: but in France it would have been. In France it would sound beautiful in France. Olymp. Beautiful. Uh, so there's a hot field of returning runners, but Sergei Pop, <gasps> another great name, from the Soviet Union was seen as the favourite as he was the world record holder, having run the marathon in two hours... 15 minutes and 17 seconds. And
0: so that's fast. That's That's, that's like fast. the fastest that anyone's ever done it, which is fast.
4: Pretty fast. Pretty quick. Quite yeah. quick.
0: I assume I could do quicker, but this was a while ago.
3: I've definitely done things that have taken me less than two hours, 15 minutes. That's for sure. Yeah. I've done things faster than that.
0: I could run to work quicker than that. Do you reckon? Depending on where I was working, I suppose.
3: <laughs> Down the road?
0: Yeah. From Easy. home?
3: <laughs> <laughs> I've brushed my teeth quicker than that.
0: Yeah? Yeah. That's quick.
3: Yeah. I've watched a, a movie that went for two hours. <laughs> Not
0: many modern movies, tell you that. Jeez, they go for a while these days. Bring back the 90-minute flick.
4: <laughs> so the race took place on Saturday, September 10th, and fearing that the burning sun might lead to severe dehydration problems for the athletes, organisers scheduled the marathon to be run mostly at night. Oh, no. To guide the runners, the city had to be lit up by torches. Pretty cool. Just
3: put in some fucking floodlights. What like are you doing? Like dolphin
0: torches or like flaming torches? Flaming torches.
3: Flashlights. Flaming torches. Flaming torches. I want to run to torchlight.
0: Hmm. Romantic.
3: Well, actually, yeah. But I, it's no time in to feel Rome. amorous. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's
3: not a time to get a stiffy.
0: Especially <laughs> if you've just had the op. <laughs> yeah. Shervo.
4: Very distracting. Uh, uniquely for an Olympic marathon. The race neither started nor finished in the main stadium, hmm. in ending instead at the Arch of Constantine outside the Colosseum. And then
3: what? They were going to get a bus back or something? Yeah. Come on.
4: <laughs> pretty cool that it
3: finish at the stadium, mm. but
4: at the at the Colosseum, that's pretty cool. I guess. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Finish at the place where they should have been having events. Yeah. Bloody hell.
4: Yeah, that's right. They should have run through the Colosseum. That would be sick. That'd be sick. In Rome, Abebe had purchased new running shoes, but they did not fit well and gave him blisters, so he decided to run the entire 26-mile race barefoot. Okay. What? A lot of the course was on old Roman cobblestones. Oh, my
3: God. Your ankles.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he did it. (laughs) Uh, Wow. Uh, The course twice passed Piazza de Porta Capina, where the obelisk of Axum was then located. This obelisk dates back to the 4th century in the city of Aksum in Ethiopia. Oh, wow. It had been looted by Italy in 1937 and taken back to Rome. Classic.
0: So you can see how this
4: monument has cultural and political significance for an Ethiopian runner running yeah. past it.
0: And you said it was that was where it was
4: then. It was eventually returned to Ethiopia in 2005. Oh, after, that's so after long ago. After decades of back and forth. Yeah, that, that took ages. But you can see how... He's running in a country that in his lifetime had taken over his country and had looted one of their famous monuments, and he's running past it. Rome's like, we don't have enough famous monuments of our own. Yeah. We've
3: got to steal some.
4: When the runners passed the obelisk the first time, Abebe was rear of the lead pack. So still in the race, but not winning. Yep. Abebe and his coach, Oni Iscannon, decided that he should make his final move a little more than one kilometre from the finish line. Yeah, so stay with the pack right up to the end, and then
0: smoke them.
3: You don't need to be in front position for two and, two and a bit hours. You yeah, know?
0: you're running in their slipstream, kind of, yeah. right? Yeah, you're sort of. That's where you, in racing is that where you want to be? Sort of boxed in? Not boxed in. You don't want to be boxed in. You, <laughs> you want to be tucked in, so you're not doing the hard work at the front of the pack. It's like yeah. in like bike racing where they always like rotate it, don't they?
4: Yeah, because they do have a bit of aerodynamics going on there. Yeah,
0: yeah. or a horse race is the same. It's like rarely does the Lead horse win a long race? Unless it's body mind Power. <laughs> <laughs> and obviously, exceptions can be made. <laughs>
4: so, the plan is 1k from the finish line. Step it up. It was at this point that the course passed the obelisk of Axum for a second time. When Bekela reached the obelisk, he was running even with Radi Ben Abdeselim of Morocco. With the final part of the track lit by Italian soldiers holding torches. A bit more symbolism there. Oh, God. Bakila successfully pulled away and won the event by 200 metres. Wow. Whoa. Immediately after crossing the finish line, Abebe began to touch his toes and run on the spot and later said he could have easily run another 10 to 15 kilometres. Wow.
0: So, a lot in the tank. Could have probably done it a lot quicker then. Because <laughs> it was holding back till the last K. Just gone for it.
3: Won by 200 metres. That is, that is, that's crazy Martin power sort
0: of levels
4: (laughs) Especially when you're neck and neck (laughs) Just imagine this, at one kilometre, they're neck and neck Yeah And over that last K, he pulls 200 metres away That's wild (laughs) That'd
0: be (laughs) demoralising
3: Oh yeah, because the whole time you're like, alright, I got him Yeah, Yeah, you'd be thinking,
4: alright, I'm going to step it up into my turbo And your turbo is (laughs) just, hey, come back, come back How am I going backwards? (laughs) Uh, After the race, Bakila told reporters who asked him why he'd run without shoes, he said, I wanted the world to know that my country, Ethiopia, has always won with determination and heroism. Badass. So barefoot, he had become Olympic champion and set a new world record in the process, shaving just under a second off Sergei Popov's time. Wow. Abebe clocked in at two hours, 15 minutes, 16.2 seconds, and he'd beaten... Have to sell him from Morocco by twenty five seconds. Whoa, that's smoked. So
0: and this is barefoot on cobblestones. Yeah,
3: and then and then he's like at the end, just sort of stretching and jumping around and <laughs> running looking, on the spot. Fuck, that would be that's the that's <laughs> the that's how you get into my head. Yeah, is do that and then look comfortable. Apparently,
4: <laughs> people who were watching on were amazed at how fresh he looked. Wow, they couldn't believe that he, everyone else is pulling up. Looking like they're about to die. Yeah. Yeah. And he's just like, oh, yeah.
0: Looking like they'd just run a marathon. Yeah. And he looks like he just strolled to the shops. Wow. He's going, well, is there any other events on? Yeah. He's warmed up. Yeah.
4: (laughs) In third place was New Zealander Barry McGee. Great name. (laughs) Oh, my God.
0: Barry (laughs) McGee. Fantastic.
4: And here's Wikipedia page. Uh, obviously the, the Rastafarian website well, Something I haven't seen before Which is a quotes section Attributed to Barry uh-huh. McGee These are some of the quotes From Barry McGee The 1960 bronze medalist For the marathon he, His quotes are Anyone can run 20 miles It's the next six that count Another quote is Train don't strain
0: Okay <laughs> Another one That's is That's about catching the train
4: <laughs> Another one is The back straight is where boys become men Okay. All right, Barry. And then it says... And Takes this is that long. <laughs> <laughs> Started when I was only 17. This is the full quote, including the lead up. Here's This is what it says. Here's one of Barry's favourites, and it's one of his 12 commandments. Go straight to bed after training when you're sick. So still train <laughs> yep.
3: when you're quite unwell. But uh. then the secret is, as soon as you've done training, straight to, to bed. bed. Don't oh, I... shower. Get in bed sweaty. Get in bed. <laughs> Get in Sweat bed, it out. and the only reason you get out of bed more training.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I like how he's uh, he's taken the classic ten commandments. and gone twelve, and a chuck a couple more in there.
4: I mean, when you're full of that much wisdom, <laughs> yeah. like Barry McGee trained and strain Ten's not enough. I've got a lot of wisdom to share. Loved it. I was just impressed that he had a quotes page. Yeah, it's you like, don't see that. And I was expecting them to, expecting them to be really inspiring. <laughs> yeah, to make the cut.
0: McGeeisms. <laughs> he was the. Uh, The uh, bloody Irish guy of New Zealand
3: (laughs) He was the Irish guy of New Zealand (laughs) He's that quotable
0: Irish guy Oscar Wilde (laughs) (laughs) I was like Jason Byrne (laughs) He's the Oscar Wilde of New Zealand
4: So Abebe returned home to Ethiopia A national hero He was Ethiopia's first ever Olympic medalist And he'd won gold on the soil of the country That in his lifetime had invaded and occupied his country
3: Yeah that sweetens it a little bit doesn't it
4: Love it In fact, he was the first ever black African gold medalist at all. So, it was a big deal. And he was greeted by a large crowd, many dignitaries, and the commander of the Imperial Guard before being paraded. His former boss. It is. Yeah. (laughs) Before being paraded through the streets in front of thousands before being presented to the emperor himself, Hale Selesi, who awarded him the Star of Ethiopia. And also gave him a little, uh, little raise, promoted him to... A rank equivalent of corporal.
3: Oh. Nice. Wow. I mean, that seems that seems fitting.
4: Over the next few years, he won marathons in Greece, Slovakia, and Japan. He came fifth at the Boston Marathon in 1963, which was the only time in his competitive career that he completed an international marathon without being the winner.
3: Wow. wow. Apparently,
4: that's... I think the issue was it was really, really cold. Uh... And he was not used to that. Yeah, that's fair enough.
3: But but that's that just that fact alone is crazy. That's the only time in his entire career that he's run at an international race and not won. And not be the yeah, winner.
0: That's amazing.
3: That's very cool.
0: Yeah, he probably maybe just he stopped off at O'Flaherty's or something. Yeah, had a few too many pints of Guinness. <laughs> I mean, that's what I would have done. Yeah, and oh, Concentrate on the race. We know. Oh, uh, the route goes straight past O'Flaherty's? So, <laughs> well, 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 hey, when you're in the neighborhood, <laughs>
4: <laughs> that'd be rude not to.
0: Um, I like to picture that uh, when he finished the, the Rome Olympic Marathon and all those um, Italian troops were standing at the end, he crossed the finish line in a fly kick. <laughs> Just <laughs> taking. <him>. <laughs> 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 and I did some stretches. <laughs>
4: what else we got? His eyes were then set on the 1964 Olympic marathon in Tokyo. Abebe was the favourite to do what, until that point, no one had ever done before: win back-to-back
0: medals, gold medals in the marathon. In no, fact, no one had done that. One. No one. Had people had heard of him now. So yeah, that's now they're like, no,
4: now we'll yeah, believe. Yeah, of course him. we expect this. In fact, no one had ever won more than one medal of any kind in the marathon. Wow. No one had ever like had a bronze, or the next year done a silver, or anything like that
3: that's interesting
4: so, okay,
0: yeah it's like you, the peak is was only short yeah
4: a short peak in every four years it's such a long long event uh,
3: yeah and that's a long time four years it's a long time to be running and doing such intense activity on your body
4: and how old is he at this point like he so he won the f- the first gold medal at twenty eight Wow now he's trying to back it up at thirty two and that's old yeah well Imagine you're gonna be over thirty two
0: <laughs> I can't
3: Oh, my God. And imagine being 32. It was so long ago. And running, uh, you know, 40Ks. Unbelievable. No. I mean, maybe when I was, you know, 30. Yeah. <laughs> of course. <laughs> 32.
4: So, he's the favourite to win. However, about six weeks before the Olympics, Abebe began to feel pain while training. No, Abebe. It became apparent that he had himself acute appendicitis. Oh, my God. Why is it so common for them to... They're going to have to enlarge his penis. (laughs) (laughs) Just five weeks before the Olympics, he had surgery to remove his appendix, throwing serious doubt on his gold medal defence.
3: Unrelated to the uh, appendicitis, of course. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. So, five weeks before...
0: Oh, that's sad. It's a sad end of the report. But he was back... But thanks so much for telling it, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> he was back on his feet in a few
4: days and left the hospital within a week.
3: He ran home from the hospital, discharged himself. <laughs> yeah. Ran
4: home.
0: Did the surgery himself.
3: <laughs>
4: <laughs> and you better believe he lined up for the marathon on October 21. Wow. He was still the favourite, mostly because people were just like, you know, he's a fan favourite and everything now. Yeah. But he was racing against three men that had since broken his world record wow. in the four years. So he's no longer the 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 fastest ever recorded time. There was Toro Teresawa of Japan. Oh my
3: god! Incredible.
4: Leonard Adellan of the United States, and Basil Heatley. Ah,
3: oh, of where? <laughs> Let us
4: guess. <laughs> Upper Shropshire <laughs> <laughs> <Trumpshire. laughs> Basil. Basil
0: Heatley from Shropshire <laughs> <laughs> He was he was representing Great Britain.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Basil, you
3: don't
0: say. Basil,
3: Basil Heatley. That was,
0: what going to be one of the most English names ever <laughs> heard? <laughs>
1: Hello.
4: Basil Hately. Oh, uh, Basil Hately from
0: Kenilworth. I tr- I trained by running around my estate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I did. <sighs>
4: Kenilworth, love it. Basil. Basil <laughs> Hately.
3: Basil Hately.
0: Why, s- sir?
3: No shame. I say Hidley. Basil Heatley. How, How do you do?
0: It's
3: near Birmingham, kind of. I
0: practice running with a book on my head and a cup of tea.
3: <laughs> Never
0: dropped a drop. Toodaloo. Basil Heatley. <laughs> We've really
3: changed Basil
5: <laughs> <laughs> But
3: I think it's because we don't know. No. So we're like... One we're of covered- the two <laughs>
5: kinds of English. <laughs>
0: We've
4: no. bases. That Basil Heatley's imposter am the real Basil. <laughs>
0: No, I say I'm, I'm the Basil real Basil Eatley. I do declare.
3: <laughs> Hello, <laughs> from Basil the, Eatley. No, he's from
0: the south. I do declare. <laughs> <laughs> I've got the vipers.
4: <laughs> so what we need to know is that those three men in order have broken the world record and they're all racing Yeah, right. against Abebe. So he's got a lot of, a lot of challenges. Abebe began the race right behind the pack till about the 10 kilometre or six mile mark When he slowly increased his pace, he began to pull away and left the others in the dust. (gasps) He did lead the rest of the race. Abebe entered the Olympic Stadium alone to the cheers of 75,000 spectators. The crowd had been listening on the radio and anticipated his triumphant entrance. They all (gasps) knew, here he comes. Oh my god. He finished with a time of 2 hours, 12 minutes, 11 seconds, which was 4 minutes and 8 seconds ahead of silver medalist Basil Heapley. 4 minutes? 4 minutes. By the time Heatley entered the stadium, Abebe had regained his breath and was doing calisthenics <laughs> and stretches. Oh, my God. He's such a... T- he's What's amazing. calisthenics again?
3: What is it like? So it's a bit like gymnastics. Gymnastics. Uh, oh, he just aromics. jumped in on another... <laughs> yeah, he's just
0: doing Another event. <laughs> yeah. He's <laughs> <got, yeah>. <laughs> like, you got a spare spot? <laughs> he picked up the pole vault and had a crack.
4: <laughs> again, he didn't look tired at all. Four minutes and eight seconds ahead of Basil. And he'd also claimed... Reclaim the world record, cutting a minute forty-four seconds off wow. the world record. A
3: minute forty-four, smashed it. Holy shit! The fact that he's entered the stadium alone is pretty crazy. And then the fact that he's crossed the line, everybody cheers. Everybody has time to calm down. Yeah. And now we're bored because we're
4: waiting for the yeah. others. Like he, what he's grabbed the flag from from yeah. you know from someone in the crowd. He's done a full lap at the stadium. Then Basil comes in. <laughs> People have gone home. <laughs> Who
0: cares, Basil?
4: <laughs> now, nah, good
0: effort, Basil.
4: Well done.
3: Well done. Yeah, good job. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're an Olympian. Oh yeah, I guess. Third came in two weeks later. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I hope they gave daylight the silver medal because uh, Basil Heatley certainly didn't deserve it. <laughs> I should, did I mention that Abebe was running in shoes this time?
4: Okay. So, that makes oh, a difference. That's, that's interesting. Advantage. That is interesting. Appar- so, th- he only ever did two races without shoes. He won his first gold medal and then the follow-up race, he ran without shoes again. Okay. But then he started After wearing... After he's like, I'll, put, I'll pop my shoes back on. Yes. He was wearing Pumas or possibly Adidas. Okay. Adidas. Adidas. Just so the
3: Americans don't lose people their f- fucking minds. People
4: flipped out last time I said Adidas.
3: Yeah. It's because we're in a different country. We th- say it differently.
0: There's a scene in Winning Time where Magic Johnson's being um, courted by all these shoe manufacturers to make shoes for him. Oh, yeah. And this guy like, just working for himself uh, who d- couldn't even get an appointment is trying to go, hey, I'm starting up this company called Nike. Um, why don't you come on board with us? We want you to – you're the guy. You'll get shares and that sort of stuff. And he ended up going with um, uh, Adidas or one of the other yeah, companies. Yeah, right. And they flash on the screen what is what is it would have been worth billions. Wow. or Wow! Oh wow!
3: But how like at the time yeah. it would feel like a completely reckless decision. Exactly, <laughs> it's yeah. crazy, isn't it? It's like people who, you know, said they sold their shares at Apple or something, and and what they could have made now. It's like, well, you made the decision that was right at That's the right. time.
0: Converse Somet- is who we went with.
3: Ah, okay. Well, they're. I mean,
4: and they were really cool basketball shoe back
0: then. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Uh, Adidas sponsored the games in Rome. I just looked it up, providing shoes for all participants in the running event. So that's why he was wearing Adidas when he won. Again, he was Ethiopia's only gold medalist, meaning he'd now won both medals his country had ever won. Wow! And he returned home and to another hero's welcome. The emperor promoted him to the commissioned officer rank, uh, equivalent of lieutenant. He was also presented with a car, a white Volkswagen Beetle. Nice.
0: It was his
3: gift. They give you a car. Yeah, I'd take that. Yeah. Thanks very much. I've always wanted a V-dub. He's like, oh, make
0: getting to work a lot easier. Not quicker, about the same amount of time. Yeah. I'm pretty zippy.
3: <laughs> but, you know, days when it's raining. Yeah.
4: Or I just want to sleep in. It's nice to have the option. <laughs> he continued to run between Olympics, winning more marathons across the world. But in 1967, he injured his hamstring at a marathon in Spain, which was the first of many leg injuries. Oh, so what is he now? 35 years old. In July 1968, he travelled to Germany for treatment for circulatory ailments in his legs. The German government refused to accept payment for the medical services.
3: Oh, that's nice. He's such a,
0: a hero around the world.
3: Oh, that's nice. Your
0: money's not good here, mate.
4: <laughs>
3: hey, hey, it's on us. A baby. we love you.
0: Yeah. That's Your nice. money's not good here, Abebe. <laughs> Really went for it. (laughs) You (laughs) did.
4: That was great. Uh, The machine says it's declined. It says nine.
3: (laughs) 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 You made such intense eye contact with me as you did it. Oh, I loved it.
0: The German language is an intense language. You've got to go all in.
4: (laughs) They said, look, if you can't come up with the money, we will have to break your legs (laughs) and undo the good work we've done. (laughs) He rejoined the Ethiopian team for training ahead of the 1968 Mexico City Olympics, and it was discovered that he had a broken left fibula. The doctor advised him to stay off it until race day. He entered the marathon, but sadly had to pull out after 10 miles. Because of the broken fibula. Oh. And the event was one
3: by you on a
0: broken leg. I know. Is that what a fibula is? Yeah, it's down oh, in, it's in your shit. In your, it's in your calf, your yeah. fibula,
3: and your. your <laughs> fibula.
0: I'm not getting out of bed. No way. <laughs> mm, I guess I won't eat today.
3: Yeah. <laughs> 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 I'm starving to death <laughs> yeah. If I've got a broken leg He's I'm done 10 for miles. <laughs> If I've got a broken leg Shoot me like a <laughs> yeah, horse yeah, I am done I'll, I'll never
4: recover, I'll never
3: recover
0: from Pull this. up the sheet
3: Take me off life support <laughs> Doctor You aren't on Okay put me on life support And turn it pull off Pull the plug <laughs> I'm done Yeah you're You're
4: reaching, trying to pull out All the plugs
3: <laughs> Jess you're, not, you're very much alive you're, Jess, Your leg's just in a cast ah. It's just a normal doctor's How surgery. do you kill me yeah. then? <laughs>
4: Tell me how to kill me. So he had to pull out at the 10-mile mark, and the event was won by Abebe's countryman, fellow Ethiopian Mamo Wald. Oh, that's good. Great name. Wald was very gracious, and after the event said, Bakila would have won the race if not for his injury. Which, when you look at the times, you're like, maybe his time was eight minutes slower than Abebe at the previous Olympics. Wow. So you go, well,
3: if... That's just sportsmanship and that's, you know, yeah, and really especially nice. being on the same team and stuff, you'd be, you'd be disappointed for your friend, but obviously a bit stoked for yourself. Yeah. You know?
0: There's a little asterisk next to your win. Yeah. yeah, Which just is.
3: Knowing that you, you probably wouldn't have won that. Yeah. But I mean, it's,
0: yeah. Isn't that funny? Cause it, that's, that, it that's always going to be true. Right. There's always someone who hasn't taken up running who would have been quicker.
3: hmm Oh, there's so many factors in every win and loss and, and whatever.
0: Yeah, it's sort of silly to think that way.
1: Hmm.
4: Uh, despite the disappointment of not completing the race, when Abebe returned home to Ethiopia, he was still greeted with a hero's welcome and promoted to the rank of captain.
3: Oh, he just keeps getting promotions. <laughs> yeah. Every time he goes to an Olympics, he gets a promotion. This like, great. all right,
4: come back. Sadly, oh, no. this was to be the last marathon he ever ran because on March 22nd, 1969... Tragedy struck. No,
3: a Abebe. Baby.
4: Abebe baby lost control of his Volkswagen Beetle and it overturned, trapping him inside. <gasps> At first, the accident left him a quadriplegic, <gasps> paralysed from the neck down and he never walked again. Oh, no. no.
3: Which
4: for someone who's made their yeah. life from running must be...
3: Extra, d- yeah. That's very hard like, to take, Totally. Yes. It would be for anybody, but yeah, you're right. When you're... you're Entire life has been running and and, and professional sports. And that's what you're known for. Just that, that little bit, that salt in the already big wound. Mm.
4: A week after the accident, Nabebe was transferred to Stoke Mandeville Hospital in England where he spent eight months receiving treatment. He was visited by Queen Elizabeth II. Wow. And received get well cards from all over the world. She could have just sent a card. She could have, but she he's visited. very famous at this point. Wow. Where is she the queen of? Where? Yeah. Uh, it's easy to, to name a country that she's not the queen of. Okay. <laughs> Go on. America. I thought you would name a country and I'd tell you.
0: Oh, okay. Mozambique.
4: I think it's pronounced Mozambique way. Damn it. <laughs> the good news he was able to regain movement in his arms and began training in Paralympic sports like archery and table tennis. What? Wow. This is a quote from him Men of success meet with tragedy. It was with the will of God that I won the Olympics and it's with the will of God that I met with my accident. I accepted those victories as I accept this tragedy. I have to accept both circumstances of facts of life and live happily.
0: That is sick. Wow. Amazing. That's, uh, yeah, That's a what
4: great a... outlook yeah. and absolutely true. He participated in a, in a Games for Disabled People in Norway and although he was invited as a guest... He beat a field of 16 in cross-country sled dog racing. What? This is a man...
0: He'd never seen a dog he, in his life.
4: He's loft. from Ethiopia. He's <laughs> racing against people in Norway in sled, sled, dog, sled racing. dog racing. And he won and he proved his, proving his strength and determination as an athlete. Wow. That's
0: ridiculous.
4: Abebe was invited to the next Olympics in 1972 in Munich as a special guest and received a standing ovation during the opening ceremony. Oh,
3: man. That's nice.
0: Good stuff. They love him in Germany. Is there a reason for that in particular? They love him everywhere. I think right, he's just okay. very... has yeah. yes, <laughs> been a few. I'm I think like, he's just the loved. The car's German. <laughs> yeah. <the> surgery <laughs> was free in Germany. Yeah. And I
4: think he's just, yeah, very well loved. Sadly, all good things must come to an end. I really mean that I'm super bummed for this guy because he seemed like an absolute legend. A year after the 1972 Olympics, Abebe suffered cerebral hemorrhage, a complication related to his accident four years earlier. Mm. When he died, he was just 41.
3: Oh... Mm. Yeah, wow.
4: He was buried with full military honours. His state funeral was attended by an estimated 65,000 people, including the Emperor Haile Selese, who proclaimed a day of mourning for the country's national hero. In Ethiopia, he's still a national hero, Mm. and a stadium in the capital Addis Ababa is named in his honour. Oh,
3: that's nice.
4: And his legacy really lives on. He was the first, but certainly not the last, East African long-distance running champion. Abebe inspired the next generation, bringing to the forefront the now accepted relationship between endurance and high altitude training in all kinds of sports. Yeah, Because he'd been running his whole life naturally. He was only 24 when he started training. Before that, he'd been uh, basically pr- preparing himself. Six of the next 14 male marathon champions after him would be also from East Africa, either fellow Ethiopians or from neighboring countries like Kenya and Uganda. Yeah,
0: Wow. So he was—he sort of was a trailblazer in that way.
4: Totally trailblazer and inspired the generations after wow. him. Yeah, That's yeah. Cool. So
0: it's not a coincidence. He he made it no, he seem did. like it was a a thing, that, an achievable thing or whatever. That's
4: right. Yep. Wow. He was survived by his wife Yewbda, three sons, and a daughter.
3: Wow. Um, so yeah. I mean, packed a lot into a, a short life for sure. Do you know what I mean? Like, and it's it's uh, yeah, really sad that he he died so young um but I mean even to have that sort of outlook that he had was lovely that you know you you the victories and the tragedies are all part of life and you right. have to accept them equally that's amazing
4: wow what a story so I you can see why I've wanted to do it for yeah. you it's just an
3: amazing life I am embarrassed that I didn't uh, that I didn't know his story at all when he's such a, a a legend, such a legend! Wow, did it was that you didn't know either? No, no. And you you were around then, so I, I guess I don't feel too
4: bad. Yeah, sure. You watching TV? I watched <laughs> him <them> run. <laughs> you uh, holding a torch in
0: Italy? Yes. <laughs> uh, as a one quarter Swiss Italian, <laughs> they let you have the honour. Yeah, Um yeah. No, I, I, don't. I mean, I, I don't know much about marathon running in general. I don't think I could. Is Steve Monagetti? Was he a marathon yeah. guy? Like, I know a couple of the Australian ones from when I was a kid. Ballarat. Uh, John D. Costella. So, they're the two that are... They're probably the only two marathon runners I could name. Okay. Um, he was the mustache one. Right. He w- I think he was just before Steve Monaghetti is... He won a... I don't know, some sort of a medal.
3: <laughs> some sort of a medal.
0: But, you know, I can't remember. He probably won a gold in the Commonwealth. I don't know how it went in the Olympics. Yeah. Because okay, yeah, yeah. the East African runners have been so dominant. Yeah. Since obviously, and so are you saying? Are
3: you saying that a, a factor
4: of that is the the high altitude? I believe high altitude and body type does.
3: Isn't that fascinating? Because he was
4: a very he's quite short and very slim. I think he only weighed fifty five kilos. Yeah, of wow.
3: And long distance runners do tend to be that sort of they're bean poles. They're very lean, whereas like sprinters will be a bit a bit more muscly in the legs in particular, that's right. that sort yeah, of power. Yeah, they need the power, yeah. Whereas long-distance runners, yeah, they you tend to, to be lean. very, very lean. Very lean, he definitely... Think, yeah, Which, isn't that fascinating that just your body type can make you, like, better at a certain type of sport than another? Yeah,
0: that's right. It's amazing. I guess it's obvious with basketball. You're taller, it's an advantage, but yeah, for running. But I guess also you get skinnier by running marathons. Yeah, that's true. And you, you work on different... You work on bulking up to be a sprinter yeah. like they do more weights and stuff i suppose yeah i've just looked up robert d Costello. he he won commonwealth uh gold in 82 and 86 and the 83 world championship marathon yeah right in helsinki cool yeah, yeah fascinating what a story it's a, yeah the marathon is such a because it's got like it a long history right didn't it's like What's it? It's named after somewhere in Greece or something. Is it that, that so, one?
4: Yes, a guy delivering a, a message of a victory. I think to Marathon. Yeah, ah. so it's got a quite a
0: long history, and that's why it's that specific distance and stuff. But yeah, I just, I mean, it, I've got friends who've started doing a few occasionally, and I'm like, I, right, the ten to fifteen k is like my uh, peak. I, I just feel like it'd be even doing a half one.
3: Yeah, it's a lot. But it's like, uh, and that's, again, I guess where it sort of comes into your body type and, and your different capabilities and stuff. You won't run for a while and then to start getting back into running, you'll start with a 5K. Whereas yeah. I need to, I need to work up to a 5 It takes me ages to get to a 5K.
0: Yeah, I, do, I guess I'm sort of more of a uh, naturally got yeah. a, like a, just a slim. Yeah. <laughs> slim legs and whatever, lanky. And whereas a of, a sprinting is... Power, yeah. Yeah, yeah which is really
4: have Yeah, it's really interesting I uh, find it really fascinating Yeah, the origin of Marathon Comes from the legend of Philippides Who was a uh, Greek messenger After the scene of A victory over the Persians In 490 BC The modern race Is based on the tradition That a messenger Philippides Ran from Marathon To Athens And the distance Was 22 ah, miles okay, there you go Right
3: From Marathon
4: From Marathon To cool. Athens To say, hey, we won But the original account From uh, Herodotus says that he may have run 150
0: miles. So who knows? Okay, wow. that's quite a difference. That's a lot, that's, lot Yeah, more. were you were uh, in school and stuff? Were you more of a short-distance runner? Yeah, sprinter, 100 meters. That makes sense. That's what And you like do like famously have uh, do like a ton on leg press? Yeah,
3: I could. Haven't done it for a long time, but I could uh, leg press a ton. Yes. Yeah. Um, you know they say You're like ever
0: trapped like under rubble. Yeah. You just pressing. be out to leg press your way People out of. People tell
3: it. stories about mothers lifting cars off their children, not me.
0: No. Leg, leg off, press. Leg <laughs> press
3: <off laughs>
4: Help, help my baby's stuck.
3: Let me just get in position. <laughs> Have you got a leg press? Yeah. You guys got something I can lean on that for a second, please? Yeah, it's exactly like a yeah. Uh, I'm I uh, my very few regrets in my life, but one would be uh if I could go back and tell my 20-year-old self to start lifting weights. It's going to be a lot. Yeah. Stop trying to be a long distance runner. Right. You're not. Yeah. So interesting. don't stop doing it. It hurts and it's bad for you. Do something else. You can lift stuff. You're strong.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Start saving babies. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Imagine the babies you could have God, saved. I know. So many babies are dead because of me. <laughs> <laughs> so many. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway
0: good that you own it <laughs> When you die And God says Look uh, There's no afterlife Luckily for you Because you killed A lot of babies. So babies Well you didn't kill them
3: But you did but you didn't not didn't, kill him. <laughs> you, you didn't save them <laughs> <laughs> either You didn't save them Well you could have
0: <laughs> Anyway That's it No night
3: Night night I'm not real <laughs> Okay God
0: Bye <laughs> Wait God what okay. <laughs> Yeah Yeah.
3: That's how it gets you He does a bit of a prank on you Because <laughs> you die Sort of going Hang on a second uh. Dead
0: yeah, he's good. <laughs> um, Dave, does that bring us everyone's favourite section of the show? I believe it does. Now we're through all the formalities. What a, f- what a fantastic report. I really did enjoy it. I loved all those those little stories in the story as well. But
3: Yeah, a lot of fun. We went baby. on a journey. What
0: a story. <laughs> a, b- a bebe. A bebe. So good. Um, all right. Well, this brings us to everyone's favourite section of the show where we thank a lot of our great supporters, without whom this show would not exist. Mm. Uh, if you want to get involved, you can go to do go on pod.com or patreon.com slash do pod. These links are in the show notes uh, and you can sign up on all sorts of different levels There's different rewards for different levels. Dave, do you want to have any examples there?
4: Of- hey, we put out three bonus episodes for our Patreon supporters ears only. <laughs> And uh, those three episodes over the years have really added up now. There's close to 150 for you to uh, listen to right now if you support us at that level. So, lots of stuff there. And also, you can be part of the Facebook Patreon group, a lovely uh, corner of the internet. Possibly the only lovely corner of the internet. <laughs> yeah. We'll tell you about shows uh, before anyone else. You get discounts, tickets, and also you get to vote for topics. So, you really steer the show. That's and also, right. you get to power your life and the satisfaction that you get from helping us out.
1: Yeah.
3: Power your life through... <laughs> Power your life <laughs>
0: with that. That's fr- that's like, talk about like renewable energy. Yeah, you'll yeah. never
3: pay an electricity bill again.
0: <laughs> um, and the <laughs> first thing we like to do is a section we call the fact, quote, or question section, which has a little jingle. It goes something like this, I think.
3: Fact, quote, or question.
0: <laughs> always remembers the ding. And on this one, if you sign up on the Sydney Scheinberg level... Uh, You get to give us a fact, a quote, or a question, or a a suggestion, or a brag, or whatever you like, really. Mm. Uh, You also get to give yourself a title. Uh, I don't read these out until I read them out. I'll tell you that for nothing. (laughs) And um, that's just in case I mispronounce anything. (laughs) I'm so defensive about it. Uh the first I've never one, read it before. I've Leave never read it, okay? I haven't practiced this a lot in my I, bedroom earlier. I can't read. <laughs> Doing my best. Alright, so the first one this week comes from Sam Cash. You also get to give yourself a title, and Sam's title is Brigadier General of the Sausage Submarine of the Sky. <laughs>
3: Brigadier. <laughs> Brigadier. Brigadier uh, Brigadier General of the Sausage Submarine of the Sky. Of the sky. Love that! I love what Brigadier General Cash. That's Do you think name. a sausage submarine would be a euphemism for a dick?
0: <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, A submarine of the sky. There's a lot going on there. Sky, yeah. beautiful stuff. Beautiful. Sky dick.
3: It's my sky dick.
0: I don't know if this, is this like have we called the like a, a blimp or something a sausage submarine of the sky in the past?
3: We should have. If we didn't, that was a missed opportunity.
0: The, as always, these titles—I never know if they're referring to something we've said, but often, you know, that uh, there's a clue in the fact quote or question that yeah. is offered. And Sam is offering us a fact this week, great. And it reads: I wouldn't dream of calling this a fun fact. I'll leave that to Jess.
3: Yep. But thank you, Sam. It's my decision to make.
0: During World War One, yes, here we go. German Zeppelins were used for precise bombing runs. The gas field crafts were up to 240 metres long. The amount of resources required to produce them had a huge impact on the country. To produce the helium gas bladders, the Germans found the best material with the least amount of gas leakage was cow guts. The very same cow guts used for sausage casing. Ah, so it's all making sense. During the height of the Zeppelin construction, the production of sausages was outlawed in Germany... And occupied parts of Austria, Poland, and France. Each Zeppelin uses approximately 250,000 cows or 30 (gasps) million potential sausages. Yum! (laughs) Love the pod, keep up the amazing work, and catch you guys when you make it to the States. Cheers! Cheers to you, Sam Cash.
4: 250,000 cows.
0: cows. There's got to be a better way.
3: (laughs) What would all those cowards be doing now for work? (laughs) They've got cows to tend.
0: Thank you very much for that great fact, just wanted to
3: call back to that good joke. Very, made very earlier. very clever observation. just wanted to so, bring that back so people remember. God, she's clever.
0: The only problem is, Jess, a lot of people skip the first half of the show and come straight to everyone's favourite oh, section so they true. won't get the call back.
3: That's true. Well, go back and if you've got time, listen to the actual episode. Yeah, listen
0: to the preamble. I
3: think you'll like it. I think you'll find it interesting and informative and fun.
0: Yeah, it's not everyone's favourite, no, but it's still pretty it's good. It's
3: pretty good.
0: Uh, thank you, Sam, Brigadier General. Uh, the next one comes from Siraj Piris. And I, I caught up with Siraj a couple of times during the festival. Always a pleasure. He's one of our great supporters what and great a supporters guy. of what a guy. Melbourne comedy. And he get, I don't Have I talked about it on the pod before how I my, one of my favorite drinks as a kid, or if I'm ever out at a country bakery, I always get the Portello. Oh, yes. Portello on an English tart. Yeah. That's sort of like my nostalgia. Um, meal at a country bakery <laughs> and uh, he found a beer that is a portello beer so he, get, he came and dropped off a four pack of them Aww. at my show that's and good i haven't tried them yet but i'm really excited to uh anyway Siraj, aka bingo enthusiast and ungrateful child okay uh suraj is offering a brag let's see if this uh sheds any light on that title
3: i think it's all pretty self-explanatory it's true. Loves bingo. Is a piece of
1: shit. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, Suraj. <laughs> <laughs> Suraj's brag is, following Michelle Brazier's challenge slash advice on the Fast and the Furious episode, I saw a honk honk hubba hubba ring-a-ding-ding reform the live pods and the quiz shows. Oh, remember? Yeah, Michelle said go see them all. That's okay. right. Uh, that is such Nobody would have thought of that if Michelle hadn't said it. Thank you so much, Michelle, for putting that in Saraj's head. <laughs> so Siraj Sar- says, I'm calling bingo. I don't have a sick brother, but my mum just got back from hospital. When can I expect Michelle to tell my mum to fuck off? P.S. <laughs> <P. S. laughs> my mum's fine. P.P.S. I didn't make up the big things bingo myself. That was posted by Matt. Huh. So yeah, uh, Siraj in the Facebook group, mm. he, took, he did a <laughs> big thing bingo card where he took photos in front of all these big things around Australia. Does he mean that I posted it? I have no recollection of that.
3: You don't remember anything though. You're an old man.
0: That's true. I've got an old, ba- old brain.
3: We love Siraj. Siraj is a, um, just an absolute delight. It's, it was a pleasure seeing you in the front row at the Comedy Festival with my friend.
0: Cheers, Siraj. All right, the next one comes from Paul Meller. Paul uh, is giving himself the title, Just a Bloke Walking His Dog While Listening to Do Go On. I love Paul's... F- he posts photos on Twitter of his walks. I've said this before. Always, he lives in this, some lovely spot in England. There are always just these lovely shots of the forest or something. Oh, that's nice. Very nice. Uh, Paul has a question, writing, So I'm on holiday at the moment, taking two weeks off work hope you're enjoying yourself paul uh this week my family and i've traveled to the cotswolds and are living in a country cottage and enjoying some well-earned downtime that sounds so amazing uh it got me thinking i could really get used to this other than some organized day trips i'm just really enjoying going for a walk with the dog and no pressures treating ourselves to some nice food and a few cheeky beers of an evening wake up whenever we feel like it the next day and repeat almost sounds like a brag now But I guess my question is, what do you like to do most on holidays? Uh, Keep up the great work. Just listen to the Island of Dr. Moreau live episode. Very, very funny report, Jess. (laughs) That's a a good question. But I think I feel like you've, I don't know what my answer would have been, but I feel like my answer now is whatever you just said. Yeah. (laughs) That sounds so good.
1: Oh
3: man You have also asked that question at a time when I am quite burnt out, <laughs> yeah so just just hearing about paul's holiday i've I felt my body physically relax
0: that that made me feel good too yeah,
3: Dave, sorry, you were going to answer you had it you had something locked and loaded. Oh, I love just to
4: walk around
0: yeah have a yeah. Explore. long
4: walk, and I also love to go to the local supermarket, see what they've got that we don't have yeah, that's <laughs> love true. love that
0: yeah, yep. I, I love a walk as well.
3: I like um, – I don't know. I think I used to sort of like uh, being a classic tourist more, you know, and like seeing things and you've come all this way. You're going to be out and about. You've got to be doing stuff. But now I am very busy in my life. So when I have a break, I like to just do it as little as possible. I love to be on a beach, walk on a beach, s- sit by a fire. Oh, like I yeah, Like I, I like to be able to put my fire. feet up a little mm-hmm. bit and not have to like – check my emails or fresh air yeah not have a deadline for a little bit is nice
4: totally with you i used to think that i'd be so bored on those beach holidays you do nothing i want to go out and do things and then i part of the when i won that trip to mexico with taco bill (laughs) it was part of it was in this mexico city seeing stuff big city one of the biggest ones in the world and then the other part was going to uh on the beach at a resort and I love yeah. doing nothing. I, I loved think it, it. a bit of a mix
3: is ideal. Yeah,
4: it was fantastic. Just at a resort, like you know, you go to the beach, you go See, to sit by the pool, do
3: stuff, and that, and you're still feeling good because you don't have the sort of pressures of work stuff to do or whatever. You don't have to be rushing home, you know, by a certain time. That's nice, but there's you got to have an element of just. Being a bit of a piece of shit. <laughs> get some sleep. Wake up whenever you want. It's mm. nice. I visit the
4: breakfast buffet. Yes. That's what I love doing on holidays. Breakfast buffets. Yeah, he loves the breakfast buffet. Pandemic has really n- killed them a little bit.
3: Remember but that but tiny banana in, uh, <laughs> in, in Thailand? In Thailand. It was Thailand. so small. It was a tiny little banana.
0: I don't remember that at all. There's yeah. A, I, I there's I don't, a photo I, on our Instagram. You want to see it? I think I rarely get to have holidays where there is a breakfast buffet available yeah. but i yeah well I you're like not in, in Dave's it. tax
3: bracket that's so true <laughs> when you travel like dave travels there's a there's a bloody they call it the bay. they call it the buffet bracket <laughs> <laughs> no it's a buffet <laughs> warren Buffett.
0: <laughs> yeah
4: bracket. Me and warren, warren buffet
0: uh, the uh, uh, thank you very much paul great question jeez that did uh, let like, make me dream a little bit
3: yeah i just got i just felt much more relaxed
0: um and finally uh, nathan's swap Okay, a connoisseur of victory pastries,
3: pastries. Pastries. <laughs> I thought it was going
0: to be pasty, pa- pasties. Oh, anyway, a connoisseur of victory pastries. Okay, uh, it's probably good to, to remind them that you don't read them before you read them. <laughs> yeah. I love uh, pastries. Nathan's also got a question, which is the Hubble, <laughs> the Hubble, the humble croissant, is often considered French, but its origins lay in Vienna, Austria. Predominant myth is that croissants were baked after the failed Ottoman siege of Vienna in 1683. The Christian forces made the pastries in the shape of the Ottoman crescent moon. However, this remains a myth as no origins can be confirmed. So, my question for everyone is what pastry or baked good would you want to celebrate a victory over your mortal enemy? Uh, and we, as we always, and as Paul did, or love a if you're asking a question in this section. Answer We'd your question. Love an answer, and Nathan answers saying, "My answer is either a nice cake, donut, or a big loaf of banana bread." Ooh, she's had a really rub it into your enemies. A Talk big loaf of banana bread. I want
3: something that you can have with like a, a cup of tea or a coffee or something. Fantastic. That's nice. Like a, I love a chocolate cake. I make these ginger cookies that are. I love them very much. Mmm, I do love croissants. So does my dog, and I always th- say it's because he's French. But now that I know they are not, they might not be French.
0: Oh, maybe the dog's not French.
3: Oh, my God. Is he Austrian? Is oh. he an
0: Austrian bulldog?
3: I'll still love him. I'm just I'm just confused. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah. I mean, I, I just mentioned Nanish Tarts. Yeah. Do they count as a, a baked?
3: A baked tart?
0: Uh, yeah. A pasty. I love pasty a pasty. sauce. Yes. And then a Nanish Tart and a bottle of Portello. Oh, my God. Yes. Yeah, that's victory. That's victory. <laughs> one. If I'm at that country bakery, with you, off, yeah. The Portello. If
3: I'm at that country bakery with you, what's Portello? Like, what's
0: it's? It's just it's a, like a soft drink that's um, you know, it's, what it's sort it's of flavouring is it? It's meant to be like port, like grapes. But okay. It, I mean, it, I don't think it tastes like any. It's just colours and chemicals. Because
3: I'd be going for like a passiona,
0: ooh, or a pasito. Boys. Oh, Kirks,
3: okay, and I, and I'd go a pasty as well, and then a lemon tart. Oh, yeah. Delish. That's a or yeah. a big M.
0: Fantastic. <laughs> we
3: used to go or big a M. Kiwa but that's too Valley much.
0: Or a strawberry, depending on where what, we are. Yeah,
3: whatever. Or nippies iced coffee if it's oh, available.
4: love nippies. That's my victory meal is meat pie, chocolate nippies, wash it all down with a jelly slice. I've never.
0: Oh. I don't. I mean, I I like to think I don't hold grudges, but ever since nippies.
3: Yeah, didn't want to um, give us free nippies. Yeah,
0: the uh, the, the <laughs> <laughs> they well, it wasn't free. we going it was gonna be a sponsorship thing. Yeah,
4: but they were <laughs> gonna give us nippies. We've never talked about that on the on air. We well, probably explain that we nearly had a nippy sponsorship deal, and yeah, it some, all and went then sour.
0: Someone at Nippies wanted to do it, and they there was this conversation that was happening, and then the big boss at Nippy said, "No, <laughs> <laughs> you may not." We will not be associated with them. I don't think I've had a nippy since. Every
3: time I give blood and they I have the option of nippies, I'm like, I want it.
4: But it doesn't taste as good as it as it would've. No, have. not as sweet. And we would have given them the biggest rap. Would have been the best Yeah, we're big nippies fans. Biggest plug. All I had to do was send us a couple of a couple of nippies. That's all we wanted.
0: <laughs> well, you blow we it. Show, we show them. We'll never talk about them on this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> they, they miss their show. We'll shot. never talk
3: about how much we love their products. <laughs> Not once. Nope.
0: <laughs> the beautiful big straws.
3: <laughs> yes. Good size straw.
0: Uh, anyway, what are we doing? I got lost thinking about nippies and victory pastries. Uh, the other thing we like to do on the show is thank a few of our other great supporters. Jess, you normally have a bit of a game to do with the with the topic we just explored.
3: Do we give them um, uh, an event that they, yeah. uh, oh yeah. they, they, they meddle in? They don't have to get gold.
0: Stop meddling in my <laughs> events. So they could get a poo medal.
3: They could get a poo medal. Okay. They're, p- they're probably on the podium, I guess.
0: All right. Well, if I may kick Poodium. us off. Yes so Now is that a pun Dave It is and That's that sucks. So please continue <laughs> Do go on Please uh, continue new, sh- new show title If I could kick us off I'd love to thank Ooh, Looks like from Address Unknown Can only assume deep From within the Fortress of the Moles ooh. Is where they reside I'd love to thank Richard Cloughton ooh. Or Cloughton. Richard Cloughton
3: Could be Clofton.
0: Clofton. Oh that's good I mean um, if we knew Where they were from yeah. We could have a better guess If it's
3: Irish It could be Cloughton I guess I could be completely wrong. Let's say Cloughton. Um Richard Clouton has a bit of a feel of like uh, like a real gentleman's sport. You know, like I'm thinking track and field. I'm thinking put,
0: Javelin. 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 What nice. kind of medal? Silver. Silver.
3: Silver medal and javelin.
0: Love that. Yeah. Silver medal and javelin. Well done, Richard Cloughton or Clawton or Cloughton. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it Let's just call him Dickie C Dickie C <laughs> I'd also love to thank from Watsonia North Here in Victoria, Australia Jill Welch Jill Welch Welch,
4: what is that?
3: That say? says swimmer to me Me too, yeah, I think it's
0: Welch
4: Butterfly
3: Butterfly, a tough, that's Madam a tough one Butterfly Before, Before Susie O'Neill O'Neil.
0: And after Wow Susie O'Neill had a brief interlude
3: As Madam Butterfly That's
0: Madam Butterfly But Jill either side
3: Wow that's Gain. a legacy, Jill.
0: Yeah. The Jill Welch sandwich. And like, Sand with, the,
3: with a legacy like that, we're going golds all the way through. Yeah. Right?
0: Gold, 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 gold. Gold, 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 gold. Then yeah. Platinum invented a new medal. Yeah, because they were
3: like, Jill, it's embarrassing how much you're winning by. Yeah. We've got to give other people a go. And so rather so you, than adding one at the bottom, we are got to add one to oh, the top.
0: top. Love it. And finally, for me, a- also from Address Unknown. Mm. Also, assuming from deep within the fortress of the moles. It is a one-namer, Stefan. Or Stefan.
3: Stefan. Mm. Or Stefan. It's hard to know th- without but more information. It
0: does not give a lot away, but that's why they are so good at being undercover in the hide-and-seek Olympics. Yes. Oh. Yeah. So, uh, well,
3: And Stefan hid an originally at the. Was it the.
0: Atlanta Olympics? Yeah, I think so. In the toilet
3: there? Never found. Yeah. Still haven't been found. (laughs) It's the longest reigning champion.
0: That's right. Yeah. Yeah. We hope Stefan's okay. Yeah, I think (laughs) Stefan
4: disappeared. (laughs) Had to give the gold medal to his widow.
0: (laughs) 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 Who's still calling themselves the wife, but holding on to hope.
3: (laughs) But the media does keep saying widow and she does not like it. And I mean,
0: Stefan by supporting our show, yeah, sort of suggests still Alive. Exists, alive and well.
3: And, Stefan, well done. An honour to have you. Thank you oh, so the, much.
0: I love calling Atlanta Olympics. That's what Raw and HG's running joke at, at Sydney. They'd go, Atlanta, oh, yeah, the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> what an awful Olympics.
3: <laughs> May I thank some people as well?
0: Uh, I'd love it if you could.
3: Thank you so much. I would love to thank from Greenway in the Australian Capital Territory here in Australia... Kate Beath.
0: Kate Beath. Beath
3: is a great name. Beath.
4: That sounds, Kate Beath. That sounds to me like uh, a gymnast that like specialises in the vault. Oh,
3: okay. The vault. Kate Beath. Yeah, Kate Beath on the vault. I feel like
4: Kate Beath is a gold medalist in the Commonwealth Games and a silver medalist in the Olympics.
3: Fucking hell, you'd take that, wouldn't you? I'd Absolutely. take that. Oh, I'd sure. take that. I'd take that. Any day I'd, of the I'd week. I'd love to have been good at gymnastics so or anything. Good. Again, would love that. Kate um, Beath. Well done, Kate Beath. What a pleasure to have you. Uh, I would also have to thank from Bickley in Western Australia, Karina Smeets. 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 Smeets in lane one. I'm thinking 400 metres. Okay. And the four by 400. That's what I reckon.
0: What What leg of the race? Uh, anchor. Oh. Really bringing it home. Which is an is important leg, as we were discussing yeah. earlier. Yeah. I mean, Smeets. in the
3: 400... Uh there's no position, there's no you know, because you're just doing four hundred. But the four by four hundred, yeah, anchor.
4: In in, in the Sullivan, you are your own anchor.
3: You are your own anchor. Isn't that beautiful? <laughs> you only have you to rely on.
0: <laughs> your own anchor. That's a nice
3: lesson. Oh, it's beautiful. Thank you, Karina Smeets. And finally for me, I'd love to thank from Werribee in Victoria. A bunch of Aussies for me today. Uh Benjamin Kleinberg.
4: Benjamin Kleinberg. That's
3: a really fun name.
4: I'm getting like a Winter Olympic vibe. Yes, like you know, like a like a, a long distance speed skate, like five thousand meters.
3: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Great
4: endurance. Yeah, strength. yeah. Yeah.
3: And like a bit of a. I feel like Australia uh, is getting more and more involved in the Winter Olympics. Yeah. And he's really sort of like a, a pioneer of his sport. Which is very cool. Like The next generations will see Benjamin Kleinberg as a real legend of the game.
4: Thank you so much, Benjamin Kleinberg. Hey, I would like to thank now from San Juan Capistrano Ooh. in California. It is Craig and Becca Cousins. Okay, so like a doubles event. Great. I feel like, is it only equestrian that both men and women compete? At the same? At the same, same event. Ah. Uh,
3: yeah, or I was thinking like uh, like figure skating.
4: Oh, okay. A little bit of a Torvald and Dean
3: yeah. stuff
0: Mixed tennis. Do they have that at the Olympics? Were you asking for real answers?
3: Because <laughs> oh, you're thinking summer Olympics. I was thinking of for, summer, but yes, for, you're absolutely right for the...
4: For I
3: guess so. I can't think of other things. Like, yeah, because other like the, the water sports and stuff are male and female, I believe. So, we could go equestrian. I was, but then I, I kind of want them to both be on the horse at the same time.
0: Oh, can we? Yeah, I mean, we, we don't have to be restricted by...
3: True, you made what? up the hide and seek Olympics. <laughs> Mate, <My>, what? <laughs> yes. It's supposed to be a secret. <laughs> um, so, yeah, you can make something up or you can uh, we can go with equestrian or, or a winter sport.
4: What about uh, a snow equestrian? Okay,
3: so are you on horses or are you on ski doos?
0: Or snow leopards?
3: Yeah, what are you riding?
4: All three. You're on ski doos pulled by a snow leopard, and it's a race, but also a judged event for how beautiful you look. (laughs) (laughs) While you do it? (laughs) Exactly. Wow, that ski doo has beautiful uh, braids. You get in a time and then an average score out of 10, and then you add them together, and whoever's got the highest score. There's a swimsuit section. (laughs) Shit, no, that doesn't work.
3: There's a swimsuit section? Yeah. That ski-do looks beautiful in a bikini. A
0: lot of high beams on, let me tell you.
3: (laughs) I just like saying ski-do. It's your (laughs) your
4: time minus your score out of 10.
3: Right. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's um that's bonkers, if I can be honest. <laughs> but thank you, Craig and Becca cousins. We'll that Craig And, and Becca Sorry th- for this. I
4: will say that they're the only people who do it in the world, so they are automatic gold medalists. Yeah, and, wow. and, and uh,
3: That's and, clever. And they challenge people to uh to, to contest
4: them. <laughs> On their skidoos. <laughs> I would like to thank now from unknown location. Oh. Can I really assume we've got another uh, mole. mole, fortress dweller. We've got a bit to work with with the name though. Oscar Terry Young. Oh,
0: Oscar Terry! Terry! Terry. <laughs> Great to have you on board, Terry. Always good to have you on board, Terry. Obviously, we were shouting out to you before, and you don't like. Dave was saying you don't really like us shouting you. Mainly because your talk. first keep name is brief. first name is Oscar. Oh, we yeah.
4: keep giving the wrong name.
0: O T Y. Uh, What's O T Y? The the Olympian of. Uh, the Olympian of freshest food. Fighter. Okay. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah.
4: Again is it like judged on accuracy of throwing the food but also how fresh yeah, the food is? Yeah. That's
0: right. Uh they So do, none of this they, rotten tomato stuff. You've got to cook your own food, fresh. Uh-huh. And then you have the food fight and so then it's the hot. Ju- Yeah, and the judges come in then and eat the food. So it's
3: hot food that you're throwing, so you're burning people. so it's a, What it's if a, I've made a soup?
0: It's multifaceted. Well, I really hope you haven't made a soup You
3: know how i My soups are always too hot oh, I know
0: God. That's why you have, you'll never make it in this They're event They're far
3: too hot, my soups
0: But they <laughs> We will No, so yeah So it's multifaceted There's the cooking There's the accuracy And there's the taste The quality
3: Jess. of the food Wow Yeah, that's a lot no,
0: Yeah, no soups allowed Sorry, Jess
3: Okay, no well I'm out Yeah I, I, That feels like a very much anti-Jess rule
0: It was You burned a lot of people
3: I don't know how to control temperatures of soups.
0: <laughs> Literally and figuratively. <laughs> uh, Oscar Terry Young, though. Yeah. Fantastic fresh food fighter. So,
3: what sort of uh, medal position are we looking at?
0: Uh, cake. Cake medal. Cake medal. Nice. Yeah.
3: But then it is put on a table with real medals, yep. and the judges have to identify which one that's is right. cake. Been watching a bit of Is It Cake
0: lately. Is, that's. <laughs> Is it Kate? Great question, and uh, Oscar Terry Young can answer. And your final shout out, there, David. Final
4: shout out, another mole fortress dweller, unknown location of Shauna
0: Utber. Shauna Utber, Shauna Utber. Uh, horse drawer. So okay. Yeah. So while the equestrian event is on, Shauna draw. Well, Shauna is very good at it too. But I mean, the whole field draws. The horses mm-hmm. and the best drawing wins. wins I, I don't like it. Wins a medal, and, and Shauna the won the uh, gold-plated medal. Yep. Which is what they. I mean, all the gold medals are just gold-plated, but Shauna likes to be honest about it. I don't really think it was a gold medal. Shauna says it's only gold-plated. Right. And everyone's like, "Yeah." I mean, that's all gold medals, isn't it? And she says, like, "I don't know." <laughs>
3: And that thrilling conversation was, of course, worth repeating. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well,
0: it's one of the most famous uh, interviews <laughs> Bruce McIvaney ever did.
3: <laughs> I mean, they all, they're all gold-plated, Shauna. I don't, well, I didn't know that, so. <laughs> okay. Well, good. Good to know, I suppose.
0: Thank you, Shauna, Oscar, Craig and Becca, Benjamin, Karina, Kate, Stefan, Jill and Richard. And the last thing we like to do is welcome... Uh, members into the trip club only one this week but, okay so the trip club is a place you get entry into lifetime entry if you support us on the shout out level or above for three straight years and uh once you come in you enter the club i'm standing on the door i'm the door man i've got the i've got the door list i pull up the velvet rope i welcome you in dave's on stage inside as so is everyone else has been welcomed in before and they're cheering you on mm-hmm. dave is hyping you up the crowd's chanting your name Dave gives you a little tickle, a little, tickle, uh, yeah, little e- ego tickle. and um, Not a physical one. By d- some d- sort of a weak pun on your, your name oh, or, or your city of origin. Please. And then Jess sort of builds up Dave. Yeah, okay, we'll not be touching the patrons. And uh, Jess, you normally have a cocktail named after the episode as well?
3: Yeah, well, um, actually what I have now is uh, everything is Olympic themed and I've got A food for each Olympic, like I've got the Olympic rings laid out on a table, but in food.
0: Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, so it's really nice, actually. And they're all soup. It's all
3: soup. I (laughs) got blue soup. soup. I got green soup. Yeah, you know, I've got all the soups. Black soup. I've got black soup. It's not good.
0: No, it's very burnt.
3: (laughs) It's very bad soup. But um, but
0: it's it hits the color markers. Yeah. Visually beautiful. beautiful. Don't eat it. (laughs) Don't eat it. Maybe the red one. That's okay. That's tomato. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Green (laughs) soup, (laughs) not too (laughs) bad, but. (laughs)
3: It's too hot. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Yeah. I will (laughs) warn you.
3: (laughs) It's the edible one, but it's far too hot. (laughs) Yeah, you've got to
0: give it quite a bit of time to cool off. (laughs) (laughs) It's a very hot soup. It's a hot soup. Dave, you normally book a band (laughs) as well? Yes, we are so (laughs) fortunate to have
4: booked. I've been. uh, (laughs) <laughs> in contact with these guys for, for months they managed to sort of give me the run around, I'll be honest, but I've been able to lock them in this week. Yep. That is the band Marathon. Oh wow. that's marathon. convenient. Performing their hit songs, some lovely parting gifts and I don't have a dancing problem. Yeah <laughs> <laughs> I don't Very
3: defensive marathon. I don't have a dancing problem. Um, t- I'm th- fully in control of my dancing.
4: That's from their 2005
3: I'm a social dancer.
0: So, <laughs> so, Marathon will play the after party. Grab yourself some soup. Uh, get ready do to not see, Do not eat it. Do not eat it, whatever <laughs> you do.
3: <laughs> Let it cool for at least three hours. It's so hot. Oh,
0: my God. And probably avoid the blue and black soup. Don't
3: eat the blue and black. <laughs> uh,
0: and... <laughs> Looking forward to hearing Marathon. But before we get to that, let's welcome in this week's new inductee to the Triptage Club from Surrey Hills here in Victoria, Australia. It's Sam Cross. Oh, I was cross, but now I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> Sam
3: Cross. Go on, Matt. Find a floor in that. That was perfect. That was fantastic, Dave.
0: Thank you. A return to form. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> Jess felt so strongly about it. She didn't even hype you up.
3: Didn't need to. I just went straight for his uh, main criticiser. Uh, and
1: I...
0: You defended me? Yeah. Defended your honour. Uh, so welcome in, Sam. Make yourself at home. Uh, enjoy the soup. Just wh- Don't one, eat it. Don't, please don't eat it. You've got to give it quite a bit of time. So
3: much time. I'd get something else in the meantime.
0: Uh, before we go, Jess, is there anything we need to tell people?
3: Uh, that you can suggest a topic in the show notes or also at our website, dogoonpod.com. You can find us at dogoonpod on all social media and you can contact us at dogoonpod at gmail.com.
0: Dave, I think that's all. We've Absolutely got time love it. For. And
3: I'll just add on to the end of that with suggesting a topic. Oh, okay. If I forgot something. No, I'm just going <laughs> to no, no, say. Yeah, it's fine. Just it fucking no, tell me about the socials go. as well because I probably fucked that no, up, didn't if, I? Because I? I'm just, an idiot.
4: No, I just wanted to say if you're from a part of the world that we don't often report on, I don't think we've ever done an Ethiopian based story before. You've got a local story or a hero or something, I, we'd love to know about it. We'd love to expand uh, our horizons. And uh, so, yeah. That would be really cool. Do you think? I'm. I'm not talking to you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, Dave, bring this baby home. Hey, we'll be back next week with another episode.
4: But until then, also, thank you so much and goodbye. Later. Bye.
0: Your mum is not good
5: here, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods